What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 49, and Atul and I, along with our special guest, Sadiq Gate, are discussing IT Chapter 2. We're just coming off of episode 48, where we went to Casa Loma, and they had an IT Chapter 2 installation, and now we actually talk about the movie. And this is definitely a long one, and we go off the rails at least a few times, and by we, I pretty much mean me. One of the best parts of this episode is hearing Uthel try and keep it all together and me maliciously not. So thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please like, subscribe, comment wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube at youtube.com slash welcome to your doom. And we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash welcome to your doom show. Don't go to welcome to your doom because there's some weird dude. Anyways, that's all I've got. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. everybody this is the welcome you're listening to the welcome to your doom show we are your harbingers of doom my name is atul katru i am justin carcassole and we are joined by sudeep gate the lines the limes limes the limes See, we, with, neither of us can speak with, with pate um rhymes with latte sudeep how's it going man i'm uh, pretty good pretty good how are you guys good good all right um um so uh we are doing a review for it chapter two today it's another stephen king adaptation so you've come along to be our stephen king expert uh didn't join us what's for that what's that last one we were supposed to do justin you remind me that there was one there was one could, more yeah yeah it's pet it was, cemetery oh right paid yeah. all this god damn money to go see it in vip which stands for very important person However, it hasn't been important enough to actually do a review over because I've been sitting with this and I've also watched the original one. So I've spent not only money and time into the remake, but I've also spent time into watching the old movie. And I also read the fucking book. Yeah. I literally finished reading the book before we got to see the latest one. I've been sitting with all this knowledge and I forgot it all. Well, uh, that's a lot of grief for one man to deal with. Especially with no podcast payoff. So, so I Sadiq, shouldn't I shouldn't mention that I still haven't seen it. You get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> I, I still haven't seen it. Really? Okay. What? I have oh, not yeah. had the chance to see it. It's, it's it should be out now, right? Oh it's out buddy, now. it's been out. They have yeah, they it, have two packs at this point with the original and the remake. <laughs> I heard because the movie we were watching mentioned Tupac, so when you said that, I thought like Tupac is in the <laughs> remake for Pet Cemetery. I will make that would it be an interesting remake. Watch the new one? The new one. I mean, do we really need to anymore? Aside from my own where, where upsetness, you, I'm just recently. Where are you going? So very late. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. I thought you were going to start doing stand up. Okay. No. Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, so there's that. So check it out. All right. Tupac's in it. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it is about resurrection. Yeah, so. that's right. That's right. Um, what have you been watching? What have you been reading? What's going on in the world of Sudeep? What have I been reading? I finished this 
horrible to the trilogy. The you don't have to get like all the way Sorry. up. But you don't have to just swallow here, it. Right just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I read about this trilogy that won a lot of awards. Um, and it was like science fiction slash fantasy, which I actually don't read that often, believe it okay. or not. Um, but this one was getting a lot of attention. It's called the Broken Earth Trilogy. I saw that on uh, Goodreads. Saw that fly by. Yeah. He so didn't really the, like it. The author won a lot of uh, awards, like three straight. I forget what the award is called, um, It's but it's one of the more prestigious ones in the science fiction sure. uh, fantasy category. Sure, yeah. And she managed to win it for all three of her books. Oh. Which was... Which un- is... Oh, yeah. Which is unprecedented. Still, yeah. So you think, okay, this is worth checking out. You know, this might be somewhere along the lines of... Um, you know, Song of uh, Ice and Fire, like yeah. Game of Thrones, sure, sure, etc. Um, it was not a good book. So wait, did you read all three? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I, that was um, poor decision making yeah, on my part. I think so. But I felt like I should give it a chance. As I kept going, I thought yeah. maybe it gets better. It didn't. Um, and I'm usually, if I pick up a book, I have to finish it. And okay. since it's a trilogy, which is all essentially one big book, yeah, I felt compelled to finish it. But God, I wish I could take those hours back. You know, I have this, I have this conversation with other people. I'm like, when do you decide you don't like a book? Like for me, that decision doesn't happen within the first twenty pages. No. It happens typically in the last twenty pages. So when I've spent months reading a book, because I'm a slow reader. I get to the end of the book and I close it and I'm like, ah, I did not like that. That <laughs> because, was not very good. Because of the, the way it ended? No, because of the way it ended. You, you the, With a book, it's like a continuous long game for me. So I, at some point, I think I'll start liking it better. You get the ebb and flow of a book. Yeah. I don't think there's any book I've read all the way through and always wanted to know what happened on the next page. That's never happened to me. Even for books I love, that's never happened. Where I'm like, want to know what happens. Wants to know, want to know what happens on the next page. I can always find a place to stop. You know, uh, Shugu, my wife, reads until like four in the morning. I'm like, that will never happen to me. I like, couldn't. That's... If you paid me to read, if if there is even a little bit of darkness outside and I try to read, two sec to like three sentences in, I'm done. It's game over. I'm once, falling asleep. Once upon a time. That's Dude, every time, yeah. without fail. Right. It's right. pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can wake up at like 4 a.m. and read until the sun rises. No yeah. problem. Yeah. But if it's like 8 o'clock and you give me a book, oh, that's how you put me to sleep. That's, it's a sleeping pill. It's game over for me, man. Um, so when do you decide that you like or dislike? You read all three of these and decided that you didn't like them. Oh, I, I, I disliked it uh, pretty early, but I was just kept hoping that it would redeem itself. Sure. Cause, yeah. Um, but it was mostly the writing that I couldn't get over. It was not good writing. Right. The story was all right. Um, felt compelling at first, but I think it actually felt really rushed. And I was reading about it later. You know, she was under a deadline. Okay. All that stuff. Sure. And you could tell that she was starting to rush through the second and third part of the book. Sure. Or the third, second and third books, rather. Um, and it just got worse and worse. And sure. at that point, I was just like kind of blazing through it because I just wanted to get it over with. Yeah. All right. Well... You're also a fast reader, uh, so I think you're spending generally less time than old man Kotru is <laughs> reading books. Um, yeah, we don't need to go into that comparison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin, what you got on your computer there? Dude, there's 900, sorry, 893 backers required right now for Unicron. 
So, well, you got to explain to folks, you know, who Unicron, what, what are you talking about? Unicron is the primary antagonist from the 1986 film. Oh, was it 86? I thought it was 84. Was it 84? No, no it you're 86. probably right. It, I think it's 86. You're probably the 1986 right. film Transformers the yeah, movie. it's 86. And Hasbro has made a $574.99 USD Transformer that is over two feet tall and is a thing of beauty. That is a deal. Now, we need to get 893 more backers in the next three days, three hours, and 32 minutes, according to the Hasbro Pulse site. All right. Um, Well, all of our listeners, uh, I think you know what to do with that extra 574.99 cents that you have just lying around in your house. Time to buy a unicorn. Goddamn thing of beauty. It like, is. It's quite It's basically nice. a big cylinder when it's a, in planet mode, as most planets are. Did you, okay. Did I say cylinder? I don't think you know what a cylinder is. I meant is. sphere. I'm yeah. okay. sorry. Wrong, wrong, <laughs> what planet? <laughs> wrong geometric object. I mean, I understand it's, cool. it's the Transformers world, cool. but I even thought, then, I th- um, yeah, the laws yeah. of physics don't really apply. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's like, Yo. I know this is Transformers, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but they even they wouldn't be crazy enough to have a planet in the shape of a cylinder. Cylinder. <laughs> Maybe I mean, a cube. It's a big universe. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe a cube. cube. Maybe a cube. Yeah, Transformers is not big on cylinders <laughs> in general. Yeah, I'd say there's a no cube. symmetry to that. Yeah, that's right. I, I um, yeah. guys, listen. <laughs> They're Transformers. Their shape is not important. Whether yeah. it's a sphere, a cylinder, any geometric shape that I sure. don't know how to pronounce or sure. say, we all know what I'm talking about. And Got this it. is a planet-eating planet. Yes. And he transforms into a gorgeous-looking. Figure that is ridiculously tall. Right. So you know, I, I just I, I'm hoping for the best of this uh, crown funded crowd funded campaign. I wish it was crown funded by the crown. How many like crown so funded? So They're actually, actually replacing all of the guards in front of the royal palace <laughs> with, with unicorns. unicorns. <laughs> That'd be pretty scary. But hold on, does he actually transform into a sphere? Yeah, dude, yeah, it's it's, like it's, it's pretty actually cool. pretty detailed. No, it is. I mean, like, like you know, if you're shit. if you're a if you're a Transformers fan, you know all about. Oh, Unicron. I know this guy. Yeah, and, uh, Big Daddy Unicron, the voiced by Unicron, none the other chaos bringer, none other than Orson Welles in his very last performance. I Did believe. you know? Are you serious? Yeah, you can actually take his head off and like display the head, like That's as great. it's like because at the end, at the end, spoiler alert for Transformers, they win and destroy Unicron. Uh, I know it's yeah, a, look at that's a big spoiler, thing. but look his head gets blown thing. off and is just flying through space. And then the Transformers TV show that picks up after that, the animated show, continues because someone finds his head flying through space. It's pretty great. Um, Anyways, yeah. yeah so Unicron, so, come on, eight hundred ninety-three more people. Let's uh, let's get this going. And how many have backed so far? Seven hundred. Sorry, seven thousand. Oh. Seven thousand one hundred and seven. So. You got three days. They three days, three hours, and 29 minutes. Yeah. Or 12% left, rather. Did the time yeah. just get incremented? What do you I thought mean? it was less. Anyways. Anyway. I'll just backtrack. I'm already um, a little drunk. Yeah, look, it's a work night tonight. It's been a long day. It's been a long, long day. It's been a long, long few months. Yeah, it's been, it's been you know, it's been rough. But but we're going to make it through this together, guys. Um, One thing I wanted to mention before we dive in. Mortal Kombat uh, Fighter Pack was released. I don't know if you saw this, but the new Mortal Kombat game. He showed me the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, man, was I... 
was I ever uh, inebriated when I did that? I remember Schnauzed. that. Yeah. Schnauzed. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the word for it. Um, they released some gameplay of the Terminator, um, and it's a little uninspired. His regular moveset, I think, is really uninspired. It's very brawly, and it's not really like... It's your basic punches and kicks. So they have a couple of flourishes there where he's got the shotgun, shoots you once, and then flips the shotgun like he does in, Tur- in Judgment Day and, like, and does that. Um, but uh, but he's got this glowy grenade. It's like a time grenade, I think. I don't know what it is. It's really weird. And But the um, the finisher that he's got is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And uh, the, I guess he has something when he gets low in health. His endoskeleton. He's sorry, basically it, Jason. And I was thinking Jason. this. Yeah, I was thinking this right. very much as I was watching it, and then Kombat. I was watching. I can't remember the name of the guy's channel, but it's Maximilian Dude. Sure, um, he's a guy that does game reviews. He does yeah. gameplay stuff. He's he's really cool. I actually enjoy him. I met him at a Comic Con once. Nice. And um, he said the exact same thing. He's like, it's very Jasony. Like the command grabs. The thing you were just describing is when you lose the match, you can get revived for a certain percentage of your health, usually based off of how much meter you've acquired. Yeah, it's meter. Yeah. So, yeah, you can come back as the endo... Or, sorry, endo... Yeah, endoskeleton. Yeah. And, and you have basically up. armor yeah. the entire time. So yeah. anyone who tries to hit you, you just keep walking towards them. You yeah. lose life. So you can basically punch through another person's attack. Right, basically. exactly. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, his fatality was uh, really, really interesting. I like that one a lot too, where basically he he blows off your knees with his shotgun, puts you in a time sphere, sends you into the future, and then a scene right out from Terminator 2 takes place where you're out in the battlefields and these lasers are shooting and thing, and then one Terminator the comes in and like shoots you. Yeah, right, right. So it's pretty interesting. It's a, it's pretty interesting. But what's even better than that is all of his winning animations. I think they're even better than his fatalities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the like the winning poses that he does. One where he's walking away, and the this fire starts up, and the endoskeleton's left, and it's zooming in. It's like the begin, like the credits for Terminator Two. Um, really, really cool. It looks sounds like they couldn't get the rights to the music because they do not use the theme. They use some variation yeah. on it. Sounds okay. It sounds kind of cool, but like they don't use the theme at all. Especially when they have that image, it's their their own composition. It's not that da dun dun da dun da dun dun da dun. They don't have that at all. That would be cool, but I don't give a fuck about the theme. The I voice. Th- is oh, the okay, yeah. Let's talk about the voice. The voice actor they got for him is like someone doing an doing like a Looney Tunes impression of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like what Tiny Tunes, if there was an Arnold Schwarzenegger in Tiny Tunes, that's what that's what the Arnold Schwarzenegger would sound high like. Pitched. No, not, not high pitched, just, just the uh, accents uh, all wrong. Uh, it's just it's, it's a not, lot of it's not good. It's really, really yeah, bad. it's it's hyper exaggerated in some cases. They should have just sampled his voices from across. I don't think well, that's exaggerated just... enough. Well no, sometimes it's so exaggerated and sometimes it's very downplayed, but I noticed the like the, the the exaggerated parts I wish the whole thing was just downplayed it doesn't have to be you know so like over comedic. the top yeah comedic because if they just kept those more subtle accent I think it would have gone over better but it is not good um, it's not that's yeah. the best way to put it is it is not good um, but I think we've I don't know, said enough on it yeah it's yeah. disappointing I was really like that I was I was really planning on maining Terminator when yeah. we got into it. Yeah. 
but yeah. I just can't. I can't. It's all good. I, I'm, I'm more I'm, excited to see what Spawn's Spawn got. Spawn and the Joker. Yeah. Fuck I, the Joker. Uh, fuck the Joker. Speaking of which, we're reviewing another piece of media with a clown in it. A murderous a clown. Good segue. Yeah. Um, shall we jump in? No. All right. Well, this is It Chapter 2. I know your secret, your dirty little secret. Oh my God. Have I wanted to do that for so long? I thought you were going to say it before you even finished what you were going to say before no, that. No. I should have just interrupted you with that. So we came out of the movie and both of us had that stupid song in our heads for so long. I don't know why I made him sound Irish. Yeah, like, that was the thing that we could we couldn't stop doing either was yeah. making him Irish. Yeah, and he was singing that song. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe he does have an Irish accent, Pennywise. No. Yeah, uh, maybe. It's I an don't English know. English name. My name's Pennywise. Yeah. Hmm. Pennywise. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Doesn't work. Um, uh, so, general thoughts, non-spoilery, and Sudeep, go. Summary. So, uh, non-spoilery general thoughts and then we'll dive into spoilers later. on the general thoughts so i felt like it had been a while since the first movie um but i watched a little recap before mm-hmm. going in mm-hmm. just to refresh myself because i when we watched the first one i'd read the book right before so everything was pretty fresh that's right you were here reviewing the first one that's right i think we well. all watched it together and then came and then we straight did, we did it right after yeah we had so a mean pizza in the middle of that one too. everything was that. every time i listen to that episode <clears throat> i get really hungry don't eat pizza during podcast yeah yeah that's that was back in the days we were really unprofessional now we just get really oh, yeah, really drunk as <laughs> now as we just get to, really really yeah, drunk instead yeah <laughs> Um, but uh, overall, non-spoiler, um, I was actually pleasantly surprised that it wasn't just focused on the adults. Right. Um, so, brief summary, you know, we, we saw the previous movie, the kids had fought off Pennywise and they thought they defeated him. They made an oath to um, meet up again, come back and defeat him uh, if they need to again. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, now they're all adults and events are happening that reunites them. Uh, but what I did enjoy was the fact that they had these flashbacks um, to further emphasize what they went through as kids. Right. And overall, um, I just generally enjoyed those scenes more. Those kids had a really good chemistry and it yeah. showed in every scene. Yeah. Um, whereas the adults, you could kind of feel like it was a bit of a, a mishmash. Did you not Did you not buy the chemistry with the adults? Uh, not so much. Really? No. Okay. Yeah, I feel like they're all fine actors in their own right, but they didn't have the chemistry that the kids did. Yeah. And it felt a little forced at times because you felt like they were trying to act the same way the kids were. But, you know, people grow up, they're not always going to be acting the same way. That's true. Um, yeah. And um, like it's just credit to the actors, uh, the kids who were so good and they carried that forward. Um, but still, it was um, overall, I would say I definitely enjoyed it. Um, it it stayed true to the the theme. It stayed true to the the spirit of what the book was. Sure. Um, it was it's a hard book to pull off. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, vague concepts in terms of what it is and how they need to fight it. Right. Um, but I thought they did a pretty decent job of portraying that. Cool. Cool, Justin. I was exceptionally impressed with how they could 
pull off a three-hour movie and the pacing at which they did so was i i thought it was i i don't know that i've seen anything like that before they kept things moving and i think the flashbacks to the flash forwards that they kept doing between them um actually was a credit to the film because it was almost like you were still you know even though you had if chapter one where it was all the kids you still kind of had enough content in this new film to be able to see i guess a a, a different take on things um unfold in front of you so it was just I, I was just blown away the way that they were able to transition between the two i thought would kind of get lame over time it actually got better over time right they kept unraveling things slowly um you know you start seeing a little bit more character in each one of the characters things unfold in a way that sometimes you don't expect or there's a few surprises um I, I was just blown away. Um, the casting, I mean, the people that they cast for the kids and how they tra- transitioned to the adults, I thought was spot on for yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah they were very good adult versions. Yeah, I agree with that. Those were those pairings were really, really good. I, I definitely agree with you about the pacing. Like, as you're right, it was like a two-hour, fifty-minute movie, but it didn't feel like that. No, that's right. I no. actually, I, I can't remember at what point I looked at my watch on the film or what, while the film was going on, but I was thinking like fuck is it almost over yeah. like in a way that was like shit i wish there was more More left yeah yeah right. so i i i yeah I, I i that's the biggest takeaway for me is that i i, I walked out of that like i don't understand what just happened because i don't think i've ever sat through an, a movie of that length before without at least thinking like i wonder how much is left like in a way like how long until i'm done yeah. instead of shit how long is until this is done because i'm really digging this i could use right. a little bit more movie right um, visuals were all really good. I mean, yeah. uh, Bill Skarsgård, Skarsgård, right? Yep. Not sorry. Yeah. yeah. He's interesting. Um, his Pennywise is just so goddamn creepy. Uh, but there's a lot more CG overload, I think, in this one than in the, the, I, the first one. Yeah, I think they, they both have that problem. Both of the movies yeah. have that CG problem. Yeah. I yeah. feel like they were a bit more graphic in this one. Especially in those scenes where he's um, acting upon his impulses, so to speak. Um. <laughs> it sound like we went to see uh, uh, the like porno parody of It Chapter but Two. But I feel like I, I again maybe <laughs> I'm remembering tit, wrong. Tit chapter Two. <laughs> but the first movie, I felt like they cut away the parts where you know it was a violent scene. Um, uh, no, they, oh, no, Georgie. That yeah, was did, the most graphic did, of all of it. Did they actually show him like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe a really man. weird shot of him biting the arm. Like I remember him biting the arm, but like, do do they show him like actually like ripping it's not, it? Out? It's they don't show it coming off, but they show Georgie coming away from the sewer, trying to crawl away without an arm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's a pretty graphic scene. It was oh. very graphic. I did not like that, yeah. sir. Anyways, those are pretty much like uh, at that at a high level. Yep. I thought everybody did a good job. Um, I thought the casting was fantastic and the pacing of the film was otherworldly. I've never seen anything like it. I was really impressed. That being said, this movie has not gotten as much praise as I think that we've been giving it on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, well, Rotten Tomatoes. Well, well, in that case, then this movie must not be very good. No, though. I guess not. Yeah. Fucking. Um, that's how it goes. General thoughts. Uh, not that anyone's asking me, but... Uh, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, I definitely like the movie. Uh, it's a big thrill ride. 
Like, but there's a lot of heart to sort of, uh, to make you invested. I like, I just like in general that there's big blockbuster event horror movies that are coming back. Like this is a summer movie and it's a horror film and a sequel and just watching the trailer and the execution on the movie itself, it, it feels so big, you know, like everything, the scope is like epic and it feels that way. And I really, I really like that return of that kind of, that kind of movie. Um, like you guys already said, the adult actors, I think they match their counterparts. I think they're really great. Some problems I some problems that I think carry over from the first one uh, are the the scares. So this is a thrill ride when it comes to the scares, but the problem is a lot of the scares are the same. Yeah. They are something grotesque jumping in front of the screen, charging at the screen, usually uh, with some kind of CG enhancement. And while that's, you know, it's fun, the whole thing is fun, it's just, I'm ho- I was hoping for something a little more, I don't know, sophisticated, I guess you could say, but they did do a really slow, big slow burn scene, which is shown in the trailer with the, uh, the old woman. Uh, they show that almost that whole scene in the trailer. Yeah, which is kind is, of a problem because like that's they ruin the, the most whole different. scene. Yeah, exactly. And that's They're the fucking... one scene that has that really crazy slow burn up to what I think is probably the best payoff in the movie. But not all of the scares are like that. A lot of them are just in your face jump scares. And I'm like, I get it. It's one of those movies groups of people go to see. It's a big, big epic in scope. You got to entertain your audience. They're not. I don't think a lot of people are here to watch a slow burn horror film, and that's not what this is. Um, but, you know, I just recently saw the first two episodes of The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, and that is the type of scary that I really, really think is uh, effective, which is like the slow burn, non jump scare, subtle, subtle scare. Yeah. Uh, Ratching. Like turning the screws, really ratcheting up the tension. Not to say this movie doesn't have that. It just it tries to service the audience the way a roller coaster does, and I think that's fine. This movie, that's what they were trying to do, but it backs it up with great acting, great like big heart. The movie has big heart, so uh, I I enjoyed it. Pennywise, I think is is great in this movie, and I think he has better scenes in this movie than he did in the previous one. In my opinion, we'll get to those in the spoilers. But that's my general thoughts. Liked it. Had some problems with the scares. A little problem with the CG. A um, little problem with the de aging. Actually, and we can talk more about that later because the kids were all de aged in this movie, and I noticed it, and it was a little it was a little off putting. I, I I don't know about you. I did not notice it. I, 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 I didn't the, even know they did that until the, you mentioned this. The voices as well. They had to like they had to take them up like an, an octave or whatever. I figured all these scenes were shot during the like the, mm. when they did the first no, movie. No, they weren't. Huh. They weren't. Um, it kind of bothered me, but again, it didn't I ruin. I thought they the had experience. an anti fluffer where they were just punching the kids in the dick and being like, "Go act." <laughs> <laughs> beep beep, Georgie. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, want to jump into spoilers? Sure. All right. What do you got? What do I got? Who do you well, want to spoil? I've got. I've got quite. The, I've got quite the introductory scene Listen, to a film. I've got. Uh, I got to say this. This is a three-hour movie. Do we want to not go in the chronological order? Let's we'll just like let's touch just, on some like the general. Let's point. just do that. But I do want to talk about this first scene. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So we jump into this first scene in a carnival. All of this stuff's taking place present day. And we get what is basically a vicious hate crime against uh, a homosexual couple. And 
I was reading that some folks didn't like this scene or didn't want the scene. I thought the scene was, I thought the screen was expertly executed, in my opinion. The way I think this scene represents Pennywise's return to Derry, because his return, his, his, in the first movie, they hint at the fact that Pennywise is actually influencing, like, the township. Like, how they feel, what they can see, what they can't see. And so this is a great example of that. And the scene where he gets, uh, the one of the, um, one, uh, one, uh, one of the guys gets thrown over the bridge and is in the water. And he has this crazy scene where Pennywise helps him out of the water. And he's standing, one of the, his, his partner's standing on the other edge. I thought that was great. That was a great intro scene in my opinion i was just like they really upped the ante there i really liked it i like i like the shots of pennywise just kind of in the background which is that it has that really great moment where he's just kind of waving at the guy oh yeah he's like yeah it was reminiscent of that moment where um oh i forgot isaiah mustafa's young character i can't remember Uh, mike 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 Hanley. Hanley. when he's in the woods when he's in the woods and then pennywise just in the background with a severed arm just going hello yeah um that's right i I just that that's when he to me in these films is when he's most creepiest is when he's not turning on the creep factor that's right just a little more subtle yeah Yeah. um so anyways yeah go ahead yeah so i don't know did you have any thoughts on that scene no i know i thought that was a great that was like right out of the book actually oh yeah yeah Yeah. um was it yeah okay that was um and it's the only one of the three of us that has actually read the book yeah so you know the book is set in a different era right so it's interesting because the adult um time period is set in the early 80s Right. So if you think about it, and it's pretty much the same thing that it's a it's a gay couple who are at the carnival. Yeah. And um, you know, it's a, it's a hate crime that occurs, and yeah. one of them gets thrown over the bridge. Yeah. And the cops get involved, and everyone involved actually claims that they saw a clown oh, dragging the body away in the water. Oh, interesting. And then they find the mangled remains of the body. Got it. Um, here they did it a little bit more explicitly where they show they show yeah they show him they show him pulling out and show him biting right into yeah. him oh man yeah um, i wasn't a, expecting that he, to be honest yeah he takes a giant <laughs> chunk just, like, out of that chunk guy right out of his yeah. chest so okay so this is interesting so i want to know two things one why there was so well i guess it's kind of one thing but like in two different I, i'd like to know what the outrage was about this scene especially knowing that that's exactly, exactly essentially what the yeah. source material yeah, no, was. I don't like know that to me is crazy. I remember reading, or it, just like, people just sensitive. Just, yeah, I think I think maybe folks are just sensitive to that kind of thing, or there was a lot of speculation whether the movie was going to keep that moment from the book or not. And I'm like, this is a no brainer. No, like, absolutely, this is absolutely no brainer. I, I think it's to that, your point where you said um, it's again, it's not shown explicitly, but this is what happens whenever it reawakens. Yeah, is. This entity starts influencing people in a town to yeah. do terrible things. Well, right. Also, and I guess you kind of look at like what small towns are, and sometimes, unfortunately, small towns yeah. are. Kind and then they like say that. that the characters are speaking about that. This, yeah, like one of yes. them says, "This is why I left this town is because it's ignorant like idiots this. like this." Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. It, it yeah. makes sense to me. I, I don't think there was anything done in a insensitive manner. No, in a no, poor no, manner. no, no. I think it was no, shown no. exactly what it would be like. Yeah, yeah really. It's great. I mean. Yeah, it's just it homosexual couples right now, there's still in certain places a stigma about it. Yeah. You're still it's, getting bullied. Yeah. Exactly. And it's terrible and it's getting I I think it's getting better. Yep. It's just that's what's there in shitty places. Yeah. And in this case, Derry's kind of a shitty place. I mean, 
They're not putting any of these movies in the ads for dairy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Come and see our gay hating friends at the carnival and our killer clown. Come yeah, on down to dairy. Right. That's right. Like those those kids were basically the uh, the the new generation versions of what um oh god, who was the bully from uh, from the childhood? Oh uh, I can't remember his name. But you know what I'm talking about. The guy who ends up in the mental yeah, yes. that guy. Like they were basically the, the same new, version, the yeah, new the version new of that, right? Of him. Yeah. Right. Just ignorant Hicks. Right. Then... Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so great intro. I was like super, super into it. Then we go and we review essentially where all of the kids are from the first movie and where they, what they've become. So, um, oh man, I'm gonna forget their names, but the kid that stammered, kind of the hero in the first movie, Bill, Bill has become a, a, a screenwriter and novelist. And he has this running joke about his stories having really, like, people not receiving his, the endings of his stories very well. Everyone thinks the endings of his books are, are awful. Um, and that's a whole, that's definitely a Stephen King-like yeah. thing. This is the whole... I mean, Stephen King has written so many books, but all you need to do is read The Stand. And we talk about shitty endings. The Stand, I just can't. I actually I just... haven't read The Stand. Have you not? No. Oh, okay. I haven't even seen the movie. Stand by. Me. Yeah, that's the that's so, the wrong no, stand. It's yes. no. the wrong stand. I've made that I know mistake that. before. I made that mistake before. <laughs> you said that in a podcast. I think it was. I did, yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why you were doing it. That's stand no, by no. Me was... I just no, no. I knew that. Yeah, I just because that's the first song I think of when I hear the stand. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I did make that mistake. Well, before. wait. Stand by me was not. Wait, that's a Stephen was, King book. That as is well. Stephen King. It's, yeah. it's a, like a novella. It's also... like a short, short story. That, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, that was made into. And a, the, that was called the famous. body. Yes. Yeah. The short story uh, is called the body. And the, yeah. the I'm stand... Not that unadjudicated mother. <laughs> well, the stand is an intimidating novel too. Oh, it is, but no, it's totally worth it. It's a great book. The ending's a bit of a letdown, but um, but you know, it's it's worth. No, it's 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 good. You know, it's good. Not um, to go it, off topic, but I want to read Doctor Sleep next. Actually, I just finished that. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah. Have we all seen this, the the miniseries the stand, The Shining, as well as read the book? Because yeah. you read well, it too. I read right? the book as well. Yeah. Think, yep. Fuck, oh yeah. We need to do a podcast on that. I'd love to do a podcast do on, on the Doctor Sleep and talk about both of them. What we should do is before Doctor Sleep is we should do the Shining miniseries. Because miniseries. Yeah, there's a two-part miniseries directed by by um, Stephen King. No, written by Stephen King, but really? directed by another guy uh, whose podcast I listened to. And it, his name oh Mick Garris, that's his name. I've seen clips from it. It's more accurate as to what the book is. It is. It is. And Jack I just Torrance know. character is very much like the Jack Torrance character from the book. Okay. As so, opposed to the maniacal, fucking crazy person yeah, that yeah, Jack Nicholson plays in that right. movie. Um. Where the hell were we? So we were talking. We just finished the opening scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. man, we're not we're not making great progress here. I just guys. want to make one point actually. So yes. I went to see this movie with my girlfriend Nadine. Mm. Shout out if you're listening. She Shout actually out. listened. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. My wife never listens. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nish know. only listens because she's above us. She's on the bedroom. She, she gets the preview. Yeah, the that's entire Nish, If you can hear us, like kick kick the floor. I guess not. She's not listening. In. She's asleep. Yeah. Perfect. So anyway, the point I was making was so Nadia hadn't seen the first part. She hasn't read the book. I just dragged her along because we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Also, it's okay. So she's in the movie. Got it. So she's a good sport. She um, um, so she saw a little uh, preview of the first movie. Yeah. It was like a five minute clip that summarized the first movie. Yeah. And then as we we're watching the second movie, 
I kind of got the feeling that they made the movie such that people who hadn't seen the first movie could still get caught up. Yeah, 100%. I think so. Because they were so well. explaining yeah. things a lot more than were necessary. Yeah. Right? Like getting into things again and again. Yeah. Um, which I felt like was actually nice watching the movie with someone who hadn't seen the first part. Because I didn't have to lean over and explain every single part. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. I think that someone who hadn't watched the first movie would still get something out of this. Yeah. 100%. You know, um, they go into the backstory. They summarize what happened. Yeah. They explain that it happens every 27 years yep. and, you know, what they had to face. And, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, we got we get the character intros. Um, Bill is a screenwriter and... Uh, Though, you know, I'm going to be really reductive here, but, you know, the chubby kid has become like, uh, he seems like an architect or, and, uh, and he's, ben. he's super cut now and like, you know, super in shape, uh, good looking dude. And then uh, we've got Beverly, who is, seems to be married to like an artist or like a, like, well, I don't know what that guy does. I think he's it's a pronounced painter. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like a painter or something. He's like, he's, cause like when she's running through the house, it's like a. Oh, no, no. He's just a very rich guy. Yeah. Oh, he's just rich. Yeah. Just loaded oh. and abusive. Yeah. As oh, one okay. would be if they're loaded. Uh, I had money? <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> He'd have douchebag art everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Mona Lisa. Yeah. yeah. It's an abusive relationship. And then we have... Um, abusive relationship with the Mona Lisa. He <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> almost got him. <laughs> he just goes, just goes back there and Mona Lisa's just beating his ass down. Um, all right. <laughs> Guys, hey, <laughs> so the other the other kids, uh, the Jewish kid, uh, I don't know what he does, but uh, the Jewish kid. Well, there's two Jewish kids. Oh but... yeah, yeah. Oh, oh the guy that's wait, who's the second one? Are they both Jewish? Yeah, yeah. They're probably both Jewish because they remember. Oh, one Bill of Hader. Um, so Bill Hader's kid, Richie and Rich. um, Stan. Oh, yeah. that's right, Stan. So Stan, Stan, yeah. Stan and Richie. So Richie's a I comedian, think he was a mathematician, or something, or an accountant. Stan is an accountant or something, or no, risk, Eddie, man, Eddie, risk analyst. That's Eddie. Oh, that's Eddie. Yeah, sorry. Eddie's yeah. Eddie's a risk analyst, but I thought that Stan, uh, I think, is an accountant. They don't yeah. really go into what he yeah, does because yeah. they mention numbers. Yeah, right. I, because I that's why right. he he ends up offing himself in the end. Or, that's right. Well, that's it. That's what it's revealed at the end is because he's like, I ran the numbers. Or at oh, least okay. I think that's what he said. Okay. Yeah. At least that's how I interpret. Yeah, it. I, I think he's an accountant. But anyway. Sure. So Mike Hanlon is the only one that's stayed in Derry, and he starts noticing the uh, events that are occurring, and has basically put together and doing a ton of research, and finds out that it is back. And he starts contacting everyone after 27 years, and he gets a variety of, of reactions, one of which was really funny. Bill Hader's reaction is quite hilarious. He basically, is just before he goes on to do a comedy show, he throws up. Um, and uh, let's just talk about Bill Hader for a second in this movie. Extremely funny to the point where I think he diffuses some scenes yeah. that shouldn't have been diffused, yeah. I think. Eh. Eh. All right. Well, I, moving I, on. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, he definitely is there to diffuse scenes, but I thought that they, I, there was no moment. What, what scenes in particular did you think that you were like, fuck, why did you do that? Because um, I thought that where he did it the, was okay everywhere. There I was none that, that stood out to me like, what the in fuck? In the end, when they had the door thing, the door thing that they repeated from the first movie with scary, not scary, really ah. scary. I just thought his, like the whole shtick there was... And he was a big part of that scene. I just didn't. I he went into like 
Bill Hader from Tropic Thunder like he, he, mode where he had these like nonchalant like reactions to like these big things that are happening around him. Not nah. to say it was all no, it's not I bad. Disagree. I think that I think that I enjoyed his performance and he was surprised when he's a com- he's a comedian. So this it makes sense that he's reacting this way. It's just they I think they took it a smidge too far under under certain scenes. Like that one jumps to mind in particular. That one to me is the least egregious because if I was trying to not have him play big on that kind of scene, I wouldn't have used the exact same shit from the last movie. I would have done something more creative and different. In that case, if you're bringing back the exact same thing, it's like you're giving him the same material to just chew on. Fuck it. Bill Hader, go to work. That's the way I look at that. Nah. Yeah. I don't so agree. basically what I'm saying is you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't I don't agree. I think they needed to 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 reel him back in just a little bit, just a smidge. A smidge? A smidge. That's not a measurement. Yes, it is. Yeah, Do you know is. how often somebody says it's put part a of the smidge imperial, of salt uh, system. Yeah, into it's, like it's a, in the museum there in a glass case. A smidge. And it's a guy's hand going like this. But it's like a huge guy. So it's like when you go up, it's like this. And it's behind like a, like a like magnifying glass. It's like, glass, yeah. so it's like the Paul Bunyan know. statue. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, so all of these guys end up returning to Derry. And we have what I think is... A really great scene in the in the Chinese <laughs> restaurant. I thought I really liked this scene. Yeah. It made me feel like when I go to dinner with my friends and everyone's just getting really drunk and just reminiscing about old times. It, I thought because that's why I was surprised when you said that you didn't you didn't actually believe the chemistry of the older folks. I thought this scene, this whole scene sold me. I really did like the way this was executed and. Everyone was drinking and everyone was having a good time. Hey, remember this? Remember that? And what was really interesting about that scene, it was very subtle, is how everyone is slowly remembering their childhood. Because they didn't remember before, but now they're slowly remembering and it's all coming back to them. Um, And it ends with a bang. So what did you guys think of this scene? I I liked it. Um... Yeah, I like the lead up until the scary stuff. Yeah. But the scary stuff I felt was kind of a rehash of the original miniseries. It just it Well, it, I mean, the, I don't it, think it's it was based on the same material. No, I know, but it just I, I never know. saw I, I felt seen like this. I'd seen it already, like at that point. Like everything oh, okay, it was new so for me. I never Let me take that back um and compare them because I feel like the the miniseries versus like for the chapter one portion the miniseries yeah. versus the the you know the film. new stuff yeah very different and right. I felt like for the most part this film was in and of the same vein of that things felt very different it didn't feel like it was the same movie based okay. on the exact same content okay um, say look at Pet Cemetery for the most part those two movies were pretty in line yeah um, I could see that but this one just felt like a very new I mean, interpretation of it okay. So what, what's the this one this one scene with them in the restaurant with the payoff with the scary shit just didn't feel like that like when the fucking thing started coming out of yeah, the Chinese like, uh, what is the I actually re- I love the scene with the with the um, the fortune cookies and then putting the sentence together yeah and I like the sentence that was great so you're talking about right when all the CG yeah yeah stuff starts happening after they put the sentence together the yeah, yeah exactly yeah I think the lead up to that was pretty good yes. because. You know, they're starting to get agitated. They're starting to get angry with each other. You can tell they're being influenced. Yeah. But for me, what um, stood out was it almost becomes a little comedic by the end of it where they're bashing things and the 
you know, the server comes up and she's like, what's going on? But I think what was lost in all that was, I don't know if they were meant to realize that Stan is dead. Was was the thing that said, I guess Stan couldn't cut it? Yeah, or like, yeah. sorry, Stan, Stan couldn't cut it. Could, or yeah. I guess Stan couldn't cut it. So yeah, just to mention that Stan kills himself before yeah. instead of meeting up with them. So I'm not yeah. sure if they either just didn't realize that he's dead. Yeah. Um, and just turned that scene into a bit of a funny scene. Just seems really odd to find out at the same time that one of the main characters one of your closest friends has died either that or they just don't realize that he's actually dead uh, they don't because Maybe. they make the call she makes the call later or someone calls her no she calls stan uh beverly outside of the the oh that's restaurant. right you're right it was afterwards yeah, that they, they, realize. they realize that something has happened to him um but but i agree that scene is really good up until the scare moments because the scare moments I enjoyed them because, but they were a little again. This movie, yeah, this movie has a bit of a problem. I think Andy Muschietti, the director, relies on the CG stuff a little too much, a smidge, if you will, too much. Um, probably more than a smidge. He he definitely is enhancing a lot of scenes with with CG, uh, and this scene in particular suffers from that a little bit. Yeah, maybe that's my biggest problem with it because I remember being really grossed out and kind of disturbed by the original, the miniseries one. Because it's real and gooey. Yeah, there yeah. was something, there was something <laughs> gross about it. And this yeah. one seemed kind of like a cheap knockoff. With it, even though there's way more budget behind that scene yeah. than I'm sure the original one had. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably my issue with it. Like they didn't do another take on it. They tried to do the same one and it didn't look as good. Sure. Maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah, but I, I, all in all, I have really fond memories of that scene. The scare happens, a little gag with the kid at the end with, uh, with the line um, where Bill Hader yells at him and then realizes he's just doing a thing from his comedy skit. I thought that was really funny. Uh, well, and then after that, essentially, um, Mike, who had brought them all together, is not telling everyone everything. And he brings Bill over and they basically shows him um, what he has found or discovered about the origin of Pennywise. Now, this is really where I thought this movie could fall apart. Like, this whole thing. I was scared about the backstory of Pennywise. But I think they did a stand-up job. Like, because that is not easy to do. They basically... Pennywise is an alien, right? Like, that's basically what, they, what they're saying. And the whole thing that the smoke... Came, like, that tanned smoke tower thing that he's got with the engravings man that whole thing is super wobbly like that can come off really really hokey but i think they did it in a way that it didn't the wheels didn't fall off the wagon i me. legit forgot that he was an alien basically at this point like it doesn't I, really I was, matter no I guess. no it doesn't yeah. it was just that it came from somewhere else and space space another dimension from space whatever yeah but um yeah i didn't it didn't even register with me that that could be hokey because it was told in such a way that was um i guess easy to absorb yeah yeah they managed to balance their they're like this is this is getting pretty hokey when you read it in a book with all of like all of the detail a book can give you especially a thousand page tome it can get you all those details and convince you that this is what's happening. This movie, all it has is like, you know, it's got this asteroid falling from the sky and you're like, and then I could, you know, I just felt like this scene could have been a disaster. You know what I mean? It could have been a massive disaster, but it was not. I thought that it was really well done. And then it kind of, it blends into the set piece at the end of the film, which I thought the set that they were on was amazing. I really, really liked that. But that, that, 
is right from that origin, right? They tied it. It's all tied together. And I, I, I liked it. I mean, I was just because I was like, this is going to, you know, what, what, how are they going to explain this? And then they did it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> Worked out well. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on that? No, this is what I was saying earlier. It's because the, in the book, it's a little bit different. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like in the book also, it mentions that basically it is something that came from the sky. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because there's a little bit of a tie-in or a link to the whole um, Dark Tower. Sure, sure. Mythology, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right? Because with it's the like turtle. the outer. It's the outer. He's one of those like outside of the Dark Tower. They're all those like yeah. uh, demons, essentially. Exactly. Not the Dark Tower, but outside. Like they have those zones, basically. Like you remember the significance of the turtle in the Dark Tower series? Maturin. Yes, Maturin. Yeah. So, you know, Maturin yeah. threw up and that's how the universe was created. Yeah. Um, and then one of the dark energies from that is what it is, right? Yes. And so in the book, uh, Maturin actually appears oh, yeah. to yeah, the kids no, and kind of guides them on how to defeat this thing. Yeah. And they didn't do that. Yeah. Right. And then no. in the, as adults, they really figure out how to do it finally. Yeah. Um, but that's all hard to explain in a movie. Oh, yeah. Like, how are you going to do that? Giant I'd like you turtle. to explain that right now. I, I, like, that's the thing. That's what I meant. Like, it's thematically so vague. Yeah. Because um, it's essentially like this um, energy being who is saying that, you know, this is like basically one of my creations and, um, you know, part of the balance of the world. But yeah. the way you defeat this thing is by a battle of wills. Right. And you have to uh, basically go into this fight and fight it with your mind. Yeah, yeah. But that's easily written in a book. How the hell sure, do you yeah. show that? Yeah. Right? So they yeah. had to... Anyway, we can get to that part later. Yeah, but um, what did you think of this representation of... Like, I, I think of this is easier to absorb. Yeah. And that's why they showed, you know, what they had to do with the... the I don't know what you the, want to call that. The ritual that. of yeah, Chud. Yeah, the ritual yeah. of Chud, which yeah. again, even in the book is kind of vague, like... Kids getting together, yeah. getting high, yeah. essentially. That's right. You know, you have to stand in a circle. But this at least gave it a bit more um, weight, definitive yeah. way of doing it. Yeah. Um, and even in the end, it, you know, later on, yeah. they talk about the gazebo effect. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, but anyway, I, I thought it was that a bit easier to digest for, you know, a general sure. audience. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was pulled off well in yeah. that sense. So... Uh, not have reading, not oh man, reading, reading the books. He doesn't <laughs> read a lot of books. I, clearly not. <laughs> yeah. That that would be the yeah. gin. Um, <laughs> oh, that's having water. not read the book, as soon as I heard the ritual of Chud, I was like, <laughs> Chode. <laughs> it was just such, You're a, such a child. Name. You're such a child. It is actually yeah, well when you when they a... say the ritual of Chud, I think of the movie <laughs> Chud. From the 1980s movie, it's called Cannibalistic Humanoid, Humanoid Underground Dwellers. I actually it's know the, exactly. What you're it's a horror about. film, yeah. called Chud. Chud. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I've seen that movie. So when they said the ritual of Chud, I thought, oh, maybe it's like a weird shout out to it. I haven't read about that at all. I don't know if it is, but uh, when the movie was written in the sorry, the book was written in the 70s, late 70s, or is it? I want to say early 80s. Oh, was it early 80s? Okay, yeah. uh, so it could have been. It could have been uh, from that. But anyway. Moving right along, um, Mike shows Bill this, and they manage to convince all of the kids to stay. In the meantime, there's this side story of, well, I'm just going to call him mullet head. The, the, uh, the bully from the first film um, 
survived, surprisingly, because I rewatched the first movie before I saw Henry this one. Bowers. Henry Bowers. He survives. I don't know if you remember how he goes in the first movie, like down the down the well. There's no way he survived that. It's just ridiculous. I, he's just bouncing off of the well bricks like on the way down. It's just crazy. Anyway, so he survives and he gets put into an insane asylum. And now the movie is doing this thing where they're flipping back and forth. And I think they do it really well because it can get very complicated, very confusing. But they do the, the transitions between flashbacks and the, the older, the older uh, kids very well. So... Um, and he sees a balloon and escapes from his uh, prison. But uh, two things I want to say about this. Andy Muschietti loves his CG balloons and I absolutely hate them. I hate this fucking balloon that's flying and it looks so fake. And I just can't. There's one that that scene bothered me. The, the scene at the beginning of the movie where the thousands of balloons come from underneath the bridge. That was reasonable. I'm like, that's fine. It's dark. And it was kind of like they kind of fit in. It was definitely a more fantastical scenario. This is one balloon, red, red balloon floating in this like gray sort of overcast landscape. Did not look real. I'm like, you got to you gotta stop at that. They do that in the first movie too with Patrick Hawksetter when he dies. They have that balloon fly up to the camera and it turns and says, I love dairy on it. I'm like, that looks like... Yeah, what that Beast looks Wars like exceptional animation. shit. Like that looks like you know '90s reboot, late '90s, like, yeah. Stuff. I, so, I made sir, I love Beast Wars. I love it more, probably than more than the original Transformers. I love Beast Wars too. Let's not get aggressive. No, it didn't look that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, if you revisit awful. that show now, you're really like, Ooh. yeah. No, I. It's, <laughs> the characters have no shadows. How do we Re- rewatching Beast Wars is n- is a painful. Uh, but necessary process. I hey, watched man, a few good. episodes. Yeah. Still I actually rewatched it like last year. I feel. Oh, did you? Yeah, man. It's oh, still good. It's still <laughs> good. This goes it's back to our PS1 discussion yeah, from the last episode. That's true. But this is different because there's no gameplay mechanics to this one, right? And the, the writing is good, then it's timeless. It always is. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. The writing was good. good. The, the game. Metal the game. Solid. Resident Evil. Yeah. Is Resident Evil well written, Justin? Is it? It's been ages since I've played it, but I remember enjoying the story immensely. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway. What do you mean, I'm sure? I will slap you with this microphone. Stop. Sorry. Stop. You get so aggressive. You should stop. I'm sorry. I was aggressive. <laughs> anyway. Um, I was hoping you'd stop you. <laughs> um, God damn it. Where was I? Uh, it's fake CG balloon. He escapes from the asylum. This is one of those scares. Uh, the other thing I wanted to comment is that the balloon ends up under his bed. He goes to poke and the balloon pops and Buddy Hawksetter, who is uh, all his face is eaten and stuff like that, chases him. And this is, again, one of those scenes, those scares that is just like so obvious, so in your face. This is a very roller coaster ridey sort of scare. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. They did it for there, but then they do it a hundred more times. I feel like that was the most repetitive scare of the movie, where like this one scary yeah. running across the yes. screen at you. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about this because I, 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 I'm genuinely fucking curious because Pennywise's powers are not something that's very well defined in this movie. No, is I don't even he, think we need to like, have this conversation. I want to have it because oh, I want to know man. where he got that goddamn knife from. Because that knife oh, yeah. was very real. So did Pennywise give him the knife? If he's giving him the knife, why doesn't he just clear out the whole ward for him? Why is he giving him the knife? If he's already there so, to give him the knife. So, in, in, okay, I think that one is actually answerable. Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, 
guess as to how the physical knife was given to um, Bowers. But I think Pennywise's whole shtick is about influencing people. He cannot go. He cannot go into the you know the asylum and murder everyone because then he could murder the town of Derry. Like he, so he needs to. He needs to. If someone's working for him and he's pushing people to do things, they have to do it themselves. He's basically he's like Satan. Like he's I, just like whispering in their ears, and he's got to escape. He just you know nudges him a smidge in the right direction. Right, mentally he's nudging them in the right direction. However, if he's gonna be able to give them something just fucking do what you got to do what's the point of just the end game there is letting this guy out of the jail why let him do it when you could do it much more efficiently yeah i I would say i would say that's a a lapse in their writing i i would agree with you on that like they they could fuck you he read the book you don't know shit I'm sorry, I've used, been drinking. You, you used red the right way in that sentence. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. What's funny is after yeah. I said red, I was like, did I just say the color? <laughs> <laughs> That's how like I heard it. Oh, um, dear. But I mean, the whole point is like they they just want Henry to get out of there some way, somehow, and make it back to Derry. I'll say this. It's better than the dog thing from the last movie. Dog. Or from the original yeah. What dog All thing? of a sudden, what was it? I think Pennywise. Oh, from the, you mean the miniseries? From the miniseries. I haven't seen the miniseries. Like I blacked, I blacked out when you I saw that when I was when I was in the. When, I feel when like I was Pennywise is there for a second, and the cop or the the guard is like, huh? And then all of a sudden, he turns into a couple of Dobermans or German shepherds or I'm not a dog. The guy. guard turns into no, no, dogs. No. Pennywise does. Oh, and eats the guards which is even more ambiguous because like was he there did he just bring in a few dogs like how did that work it was yeah, all very confusing yeah no, he can't do that um, that's the thing <laughs> these movies don't really well, tell me okay, what he why, can and can't do why stop there why can he just murder why is he just murdering kids left right and center before scaring why is he marinating these ones for 20, you know 27 years why don't you just attack them and kill them just like he does to many other children in both of these movies why doesn't he just attack and kill lots of people? Like it's, I mean, I'm just saying, just... why would he give him a small little blade? He could have brought him a chainsaw. He could have brought him an automatic weapon. He could have brought him a couple of grenades. No, yeah. I, I think like the whole is right in the sense that I don't think he gave him the blade. Somehow Henry Bowers got that blade, and I don't think most people, uh... while they were watching the movie, really thought about it. Okay. They just saw him kill a guard and make his way out one way or the other. Yeah. Okay. So... I don't. I don't. I didn't think that. Um, that Pennywise got him the blade. I think Pennywise got him started yeah. on his journey out of there. So follow-up question. What happened with the car? Actually, I can tell you so how he got the blade. Yeah. Tell his us. buddy. Patrick. Hawks, Patrick Hawks got him. He's a zombie? Who yeah. the fuck is pa- Wait, Patrick Hawks? The zombie. That the guy, the zombie that's driving the car and all that stuff, that's Patrick Hawksetter from that's the first the, movie with the guy, the kid. That's actually a real zombie. So he's actually there as a zombie. Yeah. Oh, then shit. There's the explanation. Right and he's, he, that's not Pennywise. That's actually Patrick. He's got a zombie friend? Yeah. Like, I feel like that zombie was underutilized. He should have been... Are you kidding? 
was driving fucking Bowers around all day. He was I'm like an Uber saying, driver. No, I, he was. He <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> honestly, honestly, Patrick, don't listen to this shit. You did a lot in this movie. You drove fucking stinky Bowers. I bet you Bowers hasn't had a shower His since the 1980s. Bowers doesn't know how to drive. Yeah. That's why. Rotten tomato sauce. Oh, jeez. Honestly, Patrick, don't listen to these guys. You did fine. No, no, no. All I'm, I'm saying is why you. didn't he do more? Why didn't he get out of the car? Because you know he just he was loyalty for his friend. He was the getaway driver half the time. Honestly, what I loved about this, movie, I feel like what Bowers happened. is just getting his ass kicked all over this so movie. So there, there are a few rules, right? Like Pat, Patrick's dead already, so he can't really do anything. He's just other than drive. Help. Yeah, he, he's he's helping. I know, I know, I know, I know how this sounds. I can't believe we've gone down this. But but this is hole. this is what it is, right? Hey man, I was curious the whole time. Look, so there's I'm glad like we there's got other things in the hole. book that they didn't even show. So for example, we were talking about Beverly and her asshole husband. Yeah. Right. If you in the book, actually, he's featured more. Uh, the fact is, her husband is very much like her father. Yes, abusive. Well, they, they got that. They got that across in the movie. right. But like, I feel like, like that was just like a quick scene, and that was it. She ran away, took her ring off, and that was the end of that. Yeah, yeah. In the book, he actually chases after her. Oh, okay. He actually he beats the shit out of her. Yeah. She manages to escape, stays with a friend. Yeah. Um, while he's still trying to chase her down, she runs away, makes her way to her dairy, and it starts influencing him. Oh, and, him. Okay. Yes, the the husband. And meanwhile, Bill's wife actually comes after him as well because he kind of just leaves yeah, yeah. her in a huff to go to Derry. And she's like, well, what's going on? What about yeah. our marriage? He has, uh, it has Bev's husband take Bill's wife and take both of them to it. Oh, in the book. Oh, interesting. And so similar in the way that he takes Bev in the, fir- yeah, in the oh, first yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. They does whatever float, shows her the lights and whatnot yeah. yeah um he does that to um, bill's wife puts her in a catatonic state oh no way and then shows his true form to bev's husband who dies of shock oh, okay at that point yeah but he's influencing all these other characters to do bad things for him because okay. he doesn't have that much control, control where he can yeah. physically do all these things yeah. to them yeah right so there are some rules around how he operates yeah um again the how can you explain all that yeah right? no yeah they they're not clear they on that <laughs> just a word on the on the abusive husband thing i what i oh, the other thing i really liked about this movie is that bev the way bev explains that why don't like everyone's like why don't we just leave like we don't have to be here we don't have to stop him just leave Derry, and we can leave all this behind and she's like no everywhere we are now we are in places where we're not happy right she's in an abusive relationship bill you know is like is depressed because of his writing and obviously the relationship with his wife is not particularly healthy like and it, they show that in the movie right they're basically leaving, like they're they're on the road to self destruction. So the way she puts it is that we all die. They're tied to it. Yeah, they're all they all die, and they're basically doing it to themselves. So if they leave, they will all die in in ways of their own creation. Like they're self destructive in in the end. Um, and I like that explanation a lot. And that ties back to her, like in particular her with the abusive husband, is that she did that to herself. Um, and she's destined to keep doing that if she if they don't destroy the source of of evil. So it you when you say that yeah no they didn't spend a lot of time on that I like me I didn't even know any of that I I think they still got that idea across I I think I mean maybe not for everybody but certainly like I I um, understood that. that's what I understood when I watched it. 
Um, so, what? Where? Where were we? So, um, he escapes. Bowers escapes. The other point I want to make about Bowers, I think this movie didn't even need him. He doesn't do anything. Did you guys notice that? He impacts this movie zero. Well, he almost kills some of them. Yeah, it, was kind of, it was kind of the same thing in the first one. I was kind of like, eh, really? Like he, he, I think he got in the first one. He got Mike out of it. I don't think Mike was in the final scenes. He didn't kill him. But well, in the first in the it, first movie, Bowers is important because he's what brings the uh, the losers together. Yeah, yeah. So no, I think in the first movie, Bowers serves a plot function in that yeah. the losers need to have an antagonist brings them together. That yeah, all that stuff. In the second movie, I think. Not that it's bad that he's there, but if you look at his entire arc, he actually serves zero purpose. There's no plot moment that he serves. He stabs Stan, not Stan, but um, Eddie. Sorry, Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> right but what? Ha- but what happens as a result of that? Nothing really. No. He just leaves after that, and then he comes back and he attacks uh, Mike, and is immediately killed. Yeah. So it's like, I actually don't understand why he's in the movie. You Other know, than for that, like, aces mullet comment that uh, that uh, Buddy drops. Richie drops. Is it Richie? Oh, no, no. It's... Probably uh, No, it's not. It's after he gets stabbed in the face. And then he's like, cut, you cut off that mullet, dude. <laughs> yeah, because, like, he's like, after he got stabbed in the face. Eddie got stabbed Eddie, in the face. Eddie, yeah. um, so I, I throw that out there. I think this movie would actually be... It would be a quicker pace if... You know that stuff wasn't in the movie. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm just wondering why. It's in there. I, I I think in hindsight, yes, I agree with you. Like having seen the movie and know how it plays out, yeah, I I do agree. Um, and seeing this one, I kind of knew in advance where that was going to go was essentially nowhere. But the first time I'd seen the miniseries, I was like. Oh shit! What's this crazy motherfucker gonna do? Right. So right. it it's almost kind of misdirection because clearly, like, it is not coming out to play until it's good and ready. Yeah, yeah. Um. So this guy's kind of the extension of it, where that's right. You know, he's kind of going out there where he, he where it can't. I, I think the the point of him is that it is trying to get him to stop them before they can come to where. Oh yeah, no, I understand right. that. But if you look at the moments that he's in this movie. It doesn't it doesn't result in any character growth. Doesn't result in any plot progression. It doesn't stop anyone from being somewhere or doing something. Yeah, I think like it's... it actually literally nothing comes out of him attacking them. I think it's I don't just know. misdirection, I think like man. That, that, up until the point he attacks them, everyone is still trying to um, decide whether they want to continue fighting it or if they want to get the hell out of town because mm-hmm. you have to remember Richie's like on his way out at that point yeah, yeah. he's evading everyone and he's yeah. trying to get out and it's not until um, this guy comes back Bowers comes back and attacks everyone that they take this seriously I'd have to and I have to watch it again because it was what, I feel like up until then it was just like everyone's still scrambling they're not sure if they want to stay if they want to head back half of them are debating if they really should be here Bill's the only one who's hell bent on fighting this thing at this point and Richie's trying to get out. Um, and Eddie's like, okay, uh, I should go with you uh, until he gets stabbed. And then Mike's attacked too. So now they're like, okay, we really need to take care of this. Right. Fair That's fine. I Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't really buy it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. I really think that... I wonder what a cut of this movie would be like if he wasn't in it at all. And I think the only 
outcome of that would be the fact that Eddie randomly has a bandage on his face <laughs> at the end of the movie. I mean, it's pretty like funny that. when he gets stabbed in his Oh, but it was a great scene. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. It was a great scene. I just don't think that thing was necessary. Anyway, so he escapes, um, and then it gets back to the kids, and they basically uh, discover that they need to... And this is, this is the part that I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I made the mistake of uh, drinking a pint before uh, going to the movie, to you know, two-hour, 50-minute movie. That was a mistake. Um, but they discover that they have, basically have to find... I, like Kind of like, what, relics... Of their summer that year, some kind of like very representative. Un- nondescript relics. Yeah, yeah. it was just it like was just find a like, part of yourself. Yeah, is any of that from the book? No, I, I always thought so. I always thought the ritual of Chud was just them all no, fucking each I, other. No, I don't think that was that was an excuse for them to do flashbacks. Is what it was. Ah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, because they because they have that moment where they all split up. Yeah, that and summer, they go, go and to they find show new yeah. scenes of them that was, interacting. That was not in the book. Like right. whatever relics they found, they basically yeah. had hung on to them anyway. Yeah. But it was an excuse for them to flash back and show more of their experiences or yeah. encounters with it as, as kids. And you get these episodic scenes now of each kid going to where they spent time when they had split up, the losers had split up that summer. Or um, significant um, events or items like uh, Bill's bike, for example. Bill's bike. Let's talk about that scene. So Bill goes to find his bike and it... And the the guy who owns the pawn shop is none other than Stephen, Stephen King, King. Uh, whose voice he starts talking, and I'm like, I recognize that voice, and and he's throwing on the main accent there. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, it's, oh yeah. It's How could you not? I don't know. I, it was <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You didn't even have to go to Maine and you'd know, like, what the fuck is that man saying and how is because he saying it? The reason I mentioned that is because he... Nobody he else does, has a main accent no, well, in the movie. Yeah, that and... Yeah, that too. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. And fuck. he doesn't have a main accent. Like, I have heard him talk many times, interviews and stuff. He does not have that thick of an He was throw, definitely throwing it on. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway. Um... Yeah, so he uh, sells him, sells Bill's bike back to him for like three hundred dollars. Yeah, and he makes a funny comment about how his endings suck, like Bill, the writer's ending suck. I think he was a little on the nose about Stephen, like you know, all of that criticism about Stephen King. A little vain. I thought that was a little much. As it was like Stephen King writing himself into the Dark Tower. But know? that's exactly what it was. Yeah, that's when true. I, that's when very, I saw this, I'm like, this figures. Is, this is very Stephen this King. Is, this yeah. is very Stephen King. Okay, so he sells him his bike back. He starts riding his bike around in a really funny scene. Um, because the bike is obviously in shambles, um, twenty-seven years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so the other the other folks. So Be- I think Bev has probably the best scene where she goes back to her old house, and uh, she visits with the old lady, and there's a very slow burn with the whole intro of the house, and it's all in the all in the all the trailer. But the trailer cuts out when the real good stuff happens, which is when. It or because it is basically scaring all of them. In their moments of finding these relics, so it shows up as a giant naked old hag. I guess is what I would call it, like a water hag or something. Like I don't know, a it's like water from, hag. I've been playing a lot of The Witcher. Okay, oh my yeah, because honestly, this thing looks exactly. Still playing like that a game, are you? Saggy, saggy titted water hag. All right, listen. That's what it looks. I don't know what a water hag looks like. Uh, so. Don't the, look it up if the, you don't want to ruin your weekend. The best part of that scene. This, this was, is an actual thing. Yeah. I mean, not like biologically, like no, no, real. like you like, wouldn't see, like you wouldn't watch BBC Earth, and they'll be like, the water hag <laughs> is by the side of the ocean. 
You know, like there's none of that. But was that David Attenborough? I don't know. That someone. was a really bad David Attenborough. <laughs> that was terrible. That wasn't David Attenborough. That was that was me if I were narrating BBC. Why would That's you? Why you're not narrating? Why would you put on a British accent? That, you know. <laughs> anyway, listen. It was like a it was like a nine foot tall water hag. Yeah, well, that water hag was not the best part of the scene. The best part of those scenes was her sneaking around, sneaking around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That was the you best. Can't part. see Justin here, but he's just like bouncing off the walls, man. I, I agree. What Every time she's drinking? like, I've been sneaking fueled around. by whiskey and gin, sir. This is how I cope. Listen, um, and then like you see her stripping while she's sneaking around. And yeah, she's wondering what the fuck is going oh, to happen man, yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, she's in the background doing one of these, like the peering around the corner, and like the. You know what that scene reminded me of? You guys have seen Harry Potter? Yeah, yeah. So you know that scene in, um, I think it's the last movie. Maybe the second last because they split it. The last mm. split the last book into two. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene where Hermione and Harry go back to um, Godric's Hollow, his sure. his yeah. home neighborhood once, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the, you know they're by Harry's parents' graveyard, and see they see this person who like beckons yeah, yeah. them and takes them back to a home, and she, it's like this old lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And she's not speaking, and. They know this person to be Dumbledore's, um, like, oh, okay. um, nanny. I don't know. I forget. But she keeps telling them to follow them as if she has news. And they're like, what's going on? And it turns out it's actually the uh, the snake in disguise. Oh, okay. right. Oh, okay. But, yeah, but that similar. whole scene, it's like you're, you're waiting for that moment. It's like, yeah. what's going to happen? You know, something's up. And it's this water <laughs> I mean, like lead, just like them. going one way and the other. And you, yeah. you just know something bad's going to happen. But right. what exactly? Well, it turns out it was this water hack. I forgot <laughs> what we were talking about. Well, I never lost my way so many times. on no, Water so we, were, we were talking about Bev's um, experience. Yes. In her okay. old, old yes. apartment. I really enjoyed the sounds before the thing appears. <gasps> don't, 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 don't. Like, like the slamming on the yes. floor. That yeah, was yeah. really good. Um, I actually wondered where that scene was leading to. It's like, okay, you have this giant water hack charging yeah. at you. What happens next? <laughs> what do you do? Where do you go I, from I, there? Honestly, I don't even remember how she left. Like, I feel like they just all of a sudden cut and she's outside. Like, ugh, she, that was she runs brutal. To, she runs to the door. To the door. Yeah, oh, that's going right. Down the hall. It's chasing her down the hallway. And yeah, and then she saw she Pennywise makeuping himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, down the hall. And he's like, he's like, think you can save Which them. Which was and weird. Oh, and that's another cool thing to, to mention because uh, he's wiping the skin makeup off of his face and where have you seen that shit before joker yeah 1989 batman it's exactly out of that except this is more bleeding from the eyes and general disgustingness but that was a similar thing where he had skin makeup on and he's wiping the the skin makeup off his face and revealing his true form form. or you know one of his one of his forms yeah so um that was a good scene uh I'm having a hard time remembering some of the other guys. Uh, the architect Ben, he's afraid of small spaces. They give him, they they let you know that in the beginning. I can't remember what he, what uh, what happened to him. He goes to school. He goes to the school and he ends oh, up he in the gets, locker. He ch- gets chased into the locker, which was a cool scene too, because it's like he's interacting with Beverly and Beverly starts, you know, making fun of him for his weight and stuff. It turns out it's Pennywise chases him down the hall. That was that was that was decent, right? That was decent. Um, Bill has the moment by the sewer 
um, where uh, some kid, other kid shows yeah, up. Yeah, the other kid shows up, and more of that guilt is coming back yeah. with him. And who else we got? Eddie. Eddie has that. He's got that germaphobe thing where he ends up downstairs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And this was, I thought, was the. That was the was weirdest, the weirdest one. one. That was the weirdest one. Yeah, it was a really strange. <laughs> it was. It was another one where it was like, where do you like? Okay, this thing is now coming at you. What another do you do, one. What do you do with that? Yeah, and another he just one. Just runs those, out of there. Another one of those jump scare moments exactly. where he's just charging at the, at Yet the another camera. One. Um, and the whole scenario seemed much more convoluted than the other ones. Uh, but uh, he does have that moment where he's choking the leper. So the leper is the thing that's chasing him, right? Right. That's right. Finally, he just engages in the, the battle of the wills with, yeah. with this thing, and then it spurts all over him. And he has that <laughs> moment of like music, and it like it like throws up on him, and it's like there's literally two seconds of music, and then it cuts back. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about is like that diffusing comedy. That you know, Buddy wasn't in this scene, but that's another <laughs> moment where they really diffuse that moment with. Agreed. Uh, that like that one diffused. in particular, yeah. I remember being notably like, "Why did you just do that? Like, this was a good moment." Yeah, it was very, very, out, of very out of place. Yeah. yeah. Um. So and then uh, who's left there? Uh, oh, uh, Bill Hader. Richie, Richie has what is. This you is know my what, favorite. You know what I love about that was straight these? out of the book. You know what I love? I love the fact that this movie has the balls to have three quarters of this movie take place midday, bright sunshine. I love that. And horror movies do not do that that often. No. There's one other thing that the one other show that uh, the pilot for uh, The Walking Dead. I remember being so impressed. With the fact that so much of it took place during the day, I love that. I think that's like it's. If you it, it I don't know. It's just so different, right? Because you don't really see that, and uh, it's exemplified. I think in this scene with Bill Hader, where he's sitting outside, and suddenly, like all the people in the park start looking at him, mm-hmm. and then like, he looks over, and like the Paul Bunyan statue is gone. And then you has this absolutely insane scene of a giant, you know, uh, crazy-looking Paul Bunyan statue that's come to life. It's carving up the land, trying to slap him out of existence like a fly, like swat him like a fly. And um, and <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and and then we get our great uh, Pennywise moment where he jumps off the top and he does this. It's beautiful. It's a it's a great-looking scene in my opinion. They went big yep. there. What did you think of that one? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't have anything things. exciting to say about it. Yeah. I think you said I, I was actually hoping that scene would have shown up in the first chapter, and I was disappointed when it didn't. Okay. Because um, in the book, it was actually, like, for me, I remember that scene, that part, really well. Because it's just so weird. Yeah. And even in the book, it's exactly like that. It's during broad daylight, you know, yeah. and they show, like, or, you know, they talk about Richie, like, um, riding around or walking around, and he's sitting there looking at this Paul Bunyan statue and being nervous about it. And you think, like, what's going to happen as you're reading this? Yeah. It's daylight. Right. And suddenly he's being attacked by the statue. It's so unexpected. Yeah. <clears throat> so in the first book, when they didn't show some of these parts, um, I was a little disappointed. I felt like, oh, you know, I decided to cut out all this. So when they brought it in the second movie, I was so happy to see it. Yeah. yeah. It's dope. It was great. And this is where you get the song, where he sings the little song. I, I know your secret. Your, your dirty, dirty little secret. Dirty. dirty. Yeah, that's right. There's yeah. that, that yeah. Irish in there. Yeah, so he, uh, <laughs> so he sings this little song and chases him across the field, essentially. Um, and anybody left? 
So, by the way, speaking of dirty little secrets, oh boy, I think we need to address that because that, that was an interesting twist that they added to the movie. That's right. I didn't. Un- I actually, to be honest, being the astute, you know, uh, cinema fan I am, didn't put it together. <laughs> Not even close. At the end of the movie, when, when Bill Hader's carving it. the name, I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> I. I I don't know. I had just some kind of mental block, and I'm like, huh? I'm like, who are those letters for? And then I was like, is he gay? But I wasn't sure. I I I feel like they whiffed on that one. Just like, and maybe it's just me because I'm stupid and I, my situational oh, no. awareness is like super low. But it's just like that was like a swing, and they kind of like whiffed on the ball and kind of like. I don't know. I I was I was a little confused. Right. I'm like, where's this big payoff coming up? And then it happens, and I was not immediately onto it. <laughs> I wasn't either. No. I don't know why. I just I guess I, I didn't was... put two and two together. And I don't think it's I don't know if it's the movie's fault. I think it's probably me. I was you know because I was like I know your secret. I was like oh maybe um, Bill Hader is. Uh, thinking of like running he's gonna like he's gonna go to the ritual of chud and not show up or like run away or try and sabotage it for some reason yeah somewhat i thought that was it i thought that was it and then none of that happens and the movie's almost ending and i'm like wait a minute you know what it was 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 the movie never made a big deal about um his dirty little secret really i mean they had that no. that number but it's so early on in the film at that point i mean With the arcade early scene? on you mean, well, sorry, the, what, the arcade uh, scene is what kind of made things like, hmm, wait a but minute. But the arcade scene was right before that. Just before that. Yeah. But, but the it, thing is, yeah. is it wasn't it, it wasn't present enough in his current day character to make it seem like something that he would have a secret about. There's like, a comment. So when they're having dinner in the Chinese restaurant, yeah. there's a comment either he makes or somebody else makes about his love life. Which at that's yeah, like when my ears perked up that. a bit at that point. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's like something. Oh, you got it married? An, it is an, like Richie married or or oh, something. Yeah, it was like an offhand comment. Yeah. Okay, and then you see that scene of the arcade um, with the kid yeah. and how embarrassed he gets. Yeah, and then he's reminiscing as well, like spending time, and you can see he's focusing on Eddie a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the like, relationship was definitely there, but I thought that was because it was like that, you know, love hate antagonistic sort of like relationship that builds between. Oh, two people and then that, that combined with like your dirty little secret, oh, okay. like you could see Fuck, it as all. Did not put two and two no, together. I, I, I had I still no don't, idea. I, I wouldn't say it's overt for sure. Yeah, but because the thing is, I, is like, I, in fact, I thought it was actually well done in that sense because it wasn't that. Sure. Overt. Yeah. Maybe that's. It, it, yeah. Like it I said. Like it's not. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me because like. When you hear somebody say, I, I hear your dirty little secret, to me that's something that the character makes obvious that they're ashamed of and they don't want anybody to know. But it is. He's never, it seems like in the movie he's never come out and he's never actually in his real life even revealed that he's gay. Right. But the thing is, is I didn't... And as a kid especially because he, he was very embarrassed in the art. Sure, yeah. I get that. Like to me, seeing a young child be able to... Str- kind of struggle with being able to identify with his sexuality um it makes sense but when he's older saying your dirty little secret there, there was nothing at that point with the older character that made me think that he was still struggling with that so it was kind of weird that's why i never really picked it up in hindsight it all makes sense yeah. but like at that point 
when he's saying your dirty little secret, I'm like, well, what's the secret? Like at that point, it, it never registered. So actually, you know what? One thing is with that scene, I'm not sure the whole thing happens to him as an adult. I think it happens to him as a kid and he's remembering it as an adult. No, uh, he's being attacked as an adult. No, no, no. I think he's reliving it as an adult, but it happens to him as a kid. That's interesting because, yeah, it was it was definitely the adult character, but he's reliving it as it was as it happened to him when he was a when he's a kid and, but it's the adult and character. that's when that's the that's, thing that's when Pennywise would have said that i know you're dirty little and scene. honestly if they would have had the kid in there that would have made more sense to me it would have and you know what in my mind i think that's how i thought of it yeah. because that's in the book that's what happens it happens to him as a kid it doesn't happen to him right. as an that, adult that makes more sense i know it happens to him as now yeah and i think he just relives it as an adult he's sitting there and he's thinking about when he was there as a kid and he went through this why giant... would they? Why would they have that layer of misdirection? They, 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 you know, they couldn't get the honestly, kid. like <laughs> yeah, you're right because like, I, I didn't, the I didn't think about it that way. But I, yeah. I can see why that's confusing. It could be, then. It could be more uh, direct if it were with the kid. Absolutely. As it is, I for me, I I completely missed it until the credits rolled, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> right. Like when right. he started scratching, I'm like, okay, finally confirmed. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, okay, so Richie has his experience. Did we miss anyone? Beth, um, Mike. Mike. He doesn't really have. Oh, uh, I was say, he never left. Yeah, yeah. Mike um, gets attacked by uh, by mullet head. But more than Bowers. that, though, doesn't he have another burning people? Yeah, because he, when he was a kid, his parents his parents burned. It was the alive, um, right? it was the crackhead newspaper stuff. I think it basically his parents were crackheads, and or at least that's what he saw. Right. Was that it was a bunch of crackheads that burned up in his building. And I thought that he was... Shit, what was it? There was more to that. I don't remember. Yeah, there was more to that. It's like people thought he set the fire. Well, or that he, he locked them in. or He, he locked yeah. them in. He, he couldn't, couldn't help them. He couldn't yeah, help yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. Like he was that. terrified. Something like that. Them. But it made him I don't think his parents were crackheads. No, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, it was revealed at the end that that was all bullshit. But I believe oh. that, that Pennywise, in the articles that he saw, yeah. read it as like a couple of crackheads burned up in a building. Oh, and that's okay. not what oh, it was. I see. I see. I see. It was just a tragic accident or something along those lines. So Mike doesn't really have an... Flash no, he doesn't. He doesn't really experience. have a flashback. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he just. I think he just gets attacked by Bob. They did it pretty right? much the same way in the original miniseries. They focused on everybody else, and his story was, "Yeah, I never left. Yeah, yeah, I've he been here. Forgotten. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. forgotten. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, Bill comes back after warning a child not to to get out of dairy when he comes back to the house rather aggressively. I yeah, I like. I actually really enjoyed his acting. In it was movie. good. He was really, really good. I think McAvoy is like actually like yeah. solid in most of like all of the movies that he's in. He's doing a great job here, and uh, he comes back and gets a, essentially a message from Pennywise that that kid is not safe. He goes and they have this big sort of set piece in this Hall of Mirrors scene at the carnival where he's trying to find the kid that he warned, who happens to be the same kid that talked to talked to Richie at the who, restaurant. Yeah, it's just like right. I thought this like level of coincidence here was just like skyrocketing like through the roof. Uh, but you can say Pennywise is manipulating the whole thing. There's but, that influence know, again. Yeah. So he goes there and they have what's I think amounts to a really good, really cool scene. Oh, you know what? We totally skipped over. I know that we're going way over time on this podcast, but it's a long movie. Um, great scene 
when Pennywise attacks a child underneath the bleachers. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is an amazing scene because this, I think, is better than the the um, the scene with the kid in the first movie like where he loses his arm. No. I think, it's, I think it's better. I think you're wrong. Dude, this one makes way more sense because Pennywise is appealing to this kid's emotional connection the fact that pennywise looks durant uh, like looks different she looks different and she he's actually there's a seduction there right yeah. whereas i feel not to say that the first scene in the first movie is bad it's great it's just that level of seduction isn't as strong like it's not i, I feel i felt like it was basically a parallel should be using the word seduction <laughs> pennywise but I mean, I don't that's maybe what it he's was. like a pedophile, yeah. but like I guess he but eats kids. Yeah. It's children. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what we're saying. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, sorry. But anyway. also not real. I felt yeah, like that whole scene right. was actually a bit of a parallel to the first movie, yeah. where he's seducing these kids into yeah. coming closer to them, where he yeah. can reach at them. That's right. Um, in the first movie, he's offering a balloon, and this one, he's offering a boat. And like in the first movie, that he doesn't he doesn't show the balloon. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. Boat. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to give him his boat, which makes sense. He's trying to give it because he cares yeah, a lot remember? about the boat. Take it. Yeah, take it. We watched the scene again recently when we went to Casa Loma because Casa Loma has a penny oh, that's right. yeah, thing yeah. going on over there. Does they though? Yeah, I know. We can listen to the, you guys if you want to loma Casa Loma, listen to the last episode. But uh, but <laughs> we're, it's he's so menacing in that scene. And it's and it's it's not it's not super over the top. I still like that scene. I just think this one and this movie just makes it works on so many levels, right? She is actually, she's apprehensive. She's going to walk away. She's like, oh, well, I don't have any friends. Like, the whole, I think Bill Sarsgaard nailed that. Yeah. He absolutely He's nailed that creepy. scene. He was perfect in that particular scene. I think that was amazing. And the, and the child actress, she was really good, really good there, too. And that moment where they're counting, she's, he just plays her. He plays her so bad, it's painful to watch. That scene where I don't feel that level of emotional connection to the first scene in the first movie because there is it's not so it's not so oh you don't believe him do you it's like Pennywise is really like knows what makes this kid tick knows exactly what to say to get this kid to to come closer to connect with them on such a level and it's so perverse. Because you know what the end result is going to be, right? You know, it's like that whole thing with the anglerfish where they have like the glowy anglerfish and it's just like the fish think that that's the most, that's the greatest thing they've ever seen. It's light down here. I can see. Oh shit, I'm dead, right? Like, I don't know. There's something about that scene that gets under my skin. I thought it was really good. Listen, I know why it landed in Dairy, Maine. Because all of the children are fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> all right? <laughs> First of all, Georgie, he's conversing with a clown inside of a sewer grate. That doesn't scream trap. Yeah, yeah. No, I no, I get it. I okay, get it. now let's talk about... I think that's been the, analyzed to, to Let's talk about to... Birthmark over here, okay? Birthmark face goes under the bleachers. And that's, what they, that's what they call her at school, you know? <laughs> As well they should. Bastard. <laughs> you bastard. Dude. You know, I didn't even think that was a birthmark. I thought she just had, like, something on her face. <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know what, like ice face? cream or uh, i don't know 
all the but, time. But, yeah. <laughs> but she's an adorable girl. I, no, I wasn't she totally, looking, I wasn't looking you at this. whatever blemish she had. Yeah, yeah, Justin Listen. is just a cold heart. I'm just <laughs> I'm just ramping it up for the comedy of it all now. Yeah, right. Look, you I just don't, I don't like think, kids, do you? Look, kids are kids are stupid, sure, but talking to a clown and sewer stupid? No. I, I agree with you. But I think you have to just give the clown some credit in that He's making them stupider. He's, you know, well, he's reaching playing. out to he's their inner insecurities. He's and, playing on them. Yeah, he's exactly. And they're being amplified. And yeah, in yeah. normal situations, they would be thinking rationally. In these situations, they are not because there so is... the clown is making them stupid. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's there's, playing There's a them. heavy influence on them. No, no, no. <clears throat> there's a difference between playing them and supernaturally making them stupid which is what he's doing <laughs> look because honestly if you go under the bleachers and you see anybody there i don't give a fuck who it is you're like you shouldn't be under the bleachers luring me in i'm leaving yeah. no something but she bad follows is about the glowing like uh, yeah blood, and blood. then she sees a creepy clown that's able to control the lighting underneath the bleachers side to be fair if i was that age and i saw a creepy clown controlling whatever that i'd be screaming running the other guys way. listen listen Clowns are not scary to all people, especially to children. You guys need to remember that clowns oh are God. not scary. Did they people hire clowns for birthday parties? You guys make it sound like clowns were always scary to kids. They're not always scary. No, They're scary but to no, someone no, no. hiding under the bleachers That's in the dark. The thing. Yes. It's not even like it's, he's in the light. Yeah. He's, it yeah, he's doing something amazing. He's doing something. He's controlling the light. Do you understand? Do you understand? Like, if there's a clown with candy, that would have worked too, right? And a lot of people, somebody's done that, right? Like, guys, come on. Like, let's. Bill not... Cosby in the bleachers. Oh, oh, oh that's gross. That's gross. Oh, the clown the is, rails. is not. No, off the rails? Really? Really? This clown. Okay, I'm done. Talk about Michael Jackson. Come on now. Too, listen, <laughs> listen. Want to see me moonwalk? <laughs> All right, listen. What? I think this scene is is great, especially with the countdown where he's like, "Okay, you have to count Wanna down." Want to see my three. moonwalk? <laughs> <laughs> where where uh, Pennywise counts down three, two, uh, and there's a long moment. She's yeah. like, "You're supposed to say boom," and and that's a that's a scare that works that is earned. That one is 100% earned. Poor little thing was so excited to wait for that one. Oh, dude, it's vicious the way she gets uh, taken out. So that I kept that, hoping maybe she'd get away. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of like that can be a little short film, as far as I'm concerned, like a short horror segment. Like that's that's that'll, amazing. That'll win some awards at festivals. Yeah, that is an amazing sequence. I I really enjoyed that. Justin, I'd rather you not comment on this scene anymore. Anyway, I think I've said enough. <laughs> Kids um, are stupid. Would you like a pudding pop? <laughs> Under the bleachers with the lights and the darkness. So this kid's running around in this <laughs> hall of mirrors, right? And uh, and uh, James McAvoy is chasing him around. And he's like, kid, you need to get out of here. And this kid's actually scared of this guy at this There's point. There's another stupid kid. Well, he's he's legitimately scared of like Bill because Bill like, well, basically like, rattled him physically and told yeah. him to get the hell out of town. And uh, between that and Bill Hader screaming at him and then, you know, all of that other stuff. So this kid is like running away from him, caught behind a mirror. Pennywise is licking the mirror behind him, which I is thought he, was I a very interesting he's take. The no, his tongue is huge and it's like on the bottom of the mirror and he's like slowly getting up and it's going. Rrr. 
as it's like sliding up the 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 glass. It's very unsanitary. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. That he has like you know tetanus or something. I don't know what he's got. He's got from that. But uh, then he Bill can't get to him. The kid's scared, and now he starts headbutting the glass. I thought this was a really spirited way to change the scene up. You know, change the like. What's he gonna do to get to this kid? That was not on the list of things in my brain. Like to headbutt the glass so hard that he breaks right through. What'd you guys think of this? Did you guys think it was scary or that would have been an improvement to Die Hard? Head- if Hans Gruber goes headbutt the glass, <laughs> and they all just ran over and started headbutting the glass. <laughs> would have been yeah, different. That would have been different. Yeah, that would have been different. You're right. That's a true statement. What do you think, Sudeep? I feel like your opinion will be better than mine. Um, I think Justin needs to go to bed. I think that's what's happening here. It's past his bedtime. This man needs to sleep. To be honest, like, this is kind of like the whole Henry Bowers thing where I felt like... Unnecessary? It was unnecessary. Really? I'd have to agree with that. I mean, it didn't really pan out. Like, these characters had enough motivation at this point to get to to where they needed to go. It just felt like a distraction. Yeah. So the only thing I would say i think that like think, think, uh, the thing that i would say here is that the henry bowers thing serves zero function where like it doesn't it doesn't enforce anything any motivation in any of the characters in my opinion um this scene plays heavily into bill's sense of uh guilt right because it's not, it's happened again and it happened in front of him mm-hmm. it's it's basically spurning him along to to be that to, but he, but he was he was already convinced, like it didn't. It wasn't required to sure, like, change true. this character's mind. Sure, sure. Like and basically, it's not a you know, moment, but it's a reinforcement. At the of end that. of everyone's day of reminiscing, he comes back. He's like, "Yeah, we got to kill this thing." Then he gets another. He's like, "Shit, no, he's gonna kill this kid. I got to go after him." Yeah, runs off without anybody. Yeah, kid dies anyway. Comes yeah. back. He's like, "We got to kill this thing." Yeah. Basically, if you cut that scene, it'll just be like, "I got to kill this thing." Comes back. I got to kill this thing. I think we're basically we can reduce this two hour and fifty minute movie like down by maybe twenty minutes. I think, and it would be a very brisk two hour and thirty minute movie. The the I think that the thing that the um what was the, that asshole's name Henry Bowers? Henry Bowers yeah. Henry Bowers. I think that the thing that he offers to this is that he gets. Um, the little shit character kid into the game because he was so scared to do everything and then all of a sudden he comes no, out that's, he that's what I'm saying no, I felt no, like I he... okay so I don't agree because he already he already showed that by choking the uh, the leper he fought back he got vomited on but he fought back he didn't go upstairs to That's leave, true. right? He went upstairs. I don't know why he was up there. Well, no, wait. no, no, no. He, he and Richie were going to get out of there. They were leaving together. Yeah, no, that's he, right. He was aggressively yeah. looking to get out. He was also looking to get out. They were so both he, looking to get so, out. So, okay. So Basically, Eddie was like, sorry, Eddie. That's Eddie we're talking about. Sorry, right, Eddie. 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 Yeah. Richie was very convinced he's leaving. Yeah. And he goes yeah, to yeah. Eddie. Eddie, you with me? He's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Until it, he gets but stabbed. He, but he already choked the leper. Like right. He already proved that the, he's beyond. He's 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 coming back. He's you know what happens? No, no, but what happens with when after he chokes a leper? Is a leper spills all over him? Yeah, yeah. And plays to his. Um, but it's played for for laughs. That like scene his germophobia. Is, yeah, but it's played for laughs. It's he, played for laughs. Yeah. But that that scene is brought back up later when they're like, "Oh yeah, I did this and it worked yes, out." That's right? what I mean. Yeah. So you could have taken out the comedic puking thing and yeah, have yeah. him kind of just go off and be like. 
what the fuck just happened to be like, I think I could do this. And that's right. where he gets confidence from. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess I, I'd have to see it again. I'd and see- on top of that, it's, it's not until Richie kills Henry Bowers that he really feels that, okay, I need to stay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's true. true. Cause that's he was true. ready, he to, was run ready to leave. Yeah. He was ready to run off. Guys, let's not chop anything from this movie. It was well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, where 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 were we now? So now all the kids have gotten there. I guess that served the purpose. Is that after this kid dies, Bill's so determined oh, right, that the kid he just dies. goes off by himself to yeah. try to kill it. Yeah. He's like, I'm so gonna do got, this by myself. They've got all their tokens. They're back at the hotel. Bowers Bill's, attacks. Bill's ran off. Bower attack. Bowers attacks uh, uh, Eddie, and in a great scene. Then Mike. And yeah, and Eddie retaliates and shows some strength, and um, in a great scene where he gets stabbed in the face. And and, and so, but again, that's another scene that is played up for comedy. That scene is played up another scene where I'm like, that didn't have to be like that. I didn't funny. think it was funny. Oh yeah, was, he makes the mullet comment in that scene. Oh, after that, he gets stabbed line, in the yeah, mouth. Well, he right. gets stabbed through the mouth, true, and true, you true. know the way he reacts is like, ow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ow, and he like slowly backs up into the thing, stabs him, and then he's like hugging the wall. It's very, very cartoony. Yeah, the whole thing is very cartoony. Kind of true enough. Um, like you didn't think that anybody was gonna die in that scene. At least no, I, I no. didn't get that impending sense of doom. No, nobody, yeah, nobody was in danger in that scene. He makes the mullet comment. Everybody's laughing, and you know he's bleeding from his face, and it's kind of a mixed. Anyway, I think it diffused it a little bit. Great Ace's line, though. I really did enjoy that let line. But anyway, so uh, McAvoy comes back, is like, is like, hey, this kid's dead. I uh, ate him right, he ate him right in front of me. And uh, he's like, we need to go stop him. Goes to the house, but all the all the friends meet him there. So then they go back into what's the house called again? It's, um, can't remember the name of the house. But anyway, um, they all go back in there and uh, basically get attacked. When what is what I think is uh, like probably the only uh, I, I don't know, like the most direct reference of John Carpenter's The Thing I have ever seen. Even Trick or Treat has a scene, it has you know, like the old man is done up to look like John Carpenter. He has a line from the movie The Thing. This movie has a severed head that grows spider legs and Bill Hader says, uh, you gotta be fucking kidding me? Is that what he says? He says- Can't even like remember. That. But that's the exact line from The Thing. Because right. in The Thing, the guy's head falls off and then it starts you know, vibrating and then spider legs come out of the head. And one of the characters says, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Right. And then it starts, you know, walking around. I was like, wow, that is a, that's not that they lifted it. That's yeah. not a reference. They yeah, lifted yeah. that creature design, everything in that line, right from John Carpenter's thing. I was, in, I was very surprised. Nobody, you didn't know what that I, I, you know what, when I'm the surprised. legs, anytime I see a head with legs come out that are like, a how spiders, often do you see a head with legs come out? A few times. Okay. And uh, yeah, I thought it was direct reference to then, but I completely forgot about it. Yeah, until you brought it up now, to the point where were you bringing it? Where you were bringing it up? I was like, huh? (laughs) It's been a while since we saw them. You just saw it a few days ago, Sudeep, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So we they get attacked by this head, which I think that they actually like did a good job on the effects for the for the spider head. I actually really I enjoyed that. Yeah, that whole scene was pretty weird, though, to be honest. I, I, yeah, you want to talk about scenes that are not needed. Just fucking get into the creepy house and go down and chota it up. That, that's what I was 
thinking Thibodeau. It's like, let's no, get him move on. The, like, this is just another... I don't know. I think this is the fun stuff. I think you cut fucking mullet head out. And get, get me more fucking heads with, you know, spider heads. And that was like, a weird, I'll be much happier. That was happier. a weird scene for me. Anyway. Where they get attacked and Pennywise attacks just, Ben from the mirror and like she smashes yeah, the mirror. Yeah, and then somehow yeah. like you know they're gonna kill this thing and get moving. So it's like was that Yeah. So they so they get attacked by various, you know, things and uh, then they go down into the sewer and then and then Bev like, this is the scene where Bev gets attacked by oh water hag who <laughs> appears from the water, right? Fast moving in the water and home turf, right? She grabs her, yeah. Like, home turf. I'm telling you, you don't, don't fuck with a water hag when she's in the water. Trust me, trust me. You got yeah. Trust me, guys. I know about water hags. Level twenty water hag. Watch <laughs> out. I still don't know what the fuck a water hag is. Uh, it might be sea hag. That might be the <laughs> sea hag. Swamp You've been hag, messing water this up. Hag. It's like do I bathtub to, hag. Do I need to Google <laughs> this? I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> bathtub I, I can't. Shower, shower hag. <laughs> That's what I call myself when I take a shower. <laughs> like, oh, there's old shower hag. That's when you take a shower and you don't have, you forget your towel. So you have to like dry off with like the small towel nearby, <laughs> yeah. but you're still dripping wet. So you're going through your hallway and you're like, yeah, that's, that is a shower hag. That's the shower hag move right there. Oh my God. I can't, is, I'm not going to lie. So I do funny. that probably two or three times a week. I, can I tell you something for real, real talk for a moment? In the last month, I have forgotten to bring my towel in the in the bathroom like maybe like eight nine times. Shaku's getting so tired of it because I'm just like Shaku, get, get me a towel. It's fucking freezing in here. At least you do that because by the time I take a shower midday, nobody's home. Midday, and oh. it's just me. So now you're like walking through the hallways like. <laughs> I can't like like a shower hag like a shower hag. <laughs> The neighbors that I'm attached to in my semi-detached home are probably very curious what happens at our at our place. Where around 12:30 p.m. every day, all they hear is "fuck," <laughs> because it's me looking over to the sh- the towel rack, and all yeah. they see is just a hand towel. And I'm like, I can't. This isn't gonna you're work. You're walking through the hallway because you're so cold. You're walking like the lady from the Be- Beverly's old house. There you go. The hallway. Shower hag Justin. That's what's up? Shower hag. This is, this is literally how she runs though in that scene. Yeah, yeah. That's how I that's how I go to my towel. <laughs> He's trying to air dry. He's just running up and down the hallways with his hands out. Oh my god. Okay. Listen, Pull guys. It together, people. Pull Listen, it together. guys. Okay. Let's get to this ending. Okay, so um, she gets pulled under, gets saved. They go down uh, into uh, what's below, I guess, the the area they were in the first movie, where all the kids and the body parts and stuff were floating in midair. There's a there's a another so, door, another door to go down lower. And this is the set I was talking about at the beginning uh, that I was really impressed by because they did. I don't know. I think this is visually it was like so amazing because they. Because the asteroid essentially hits the ground and immediately, like, I don't know, it froze or it solidified. So the blast radius was, like, out. So you have these shards of sort of, like, uh, cosmic rock, I guess, that is just kind of, like, and they're very sharp. So it kind of reminds me of... um, Kind of reminds me of like uh, when you see a video of like two uh, um, icebergs or two ice shelves like smushing together and like uh, then you know in like Baffin Island or whatever they push pieces of them up. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Superman, 
like one with the crystals coming up, that kind of thing. It reinforces that alien sort of like... Uh, Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude, yeah, exactly. Reinforcing that whole idea that this is alien, right? Uh, really like that set. Um, and then they uh, perform the ritual of Choda. Choda. Which... <laughs> All right. They burn all the stuff. They get, they get into the center and they burn all of the uh, the relics. I, I keep things. calling them relics, the heirlooms, whatever. Like, and I don't and then there's another it. comedic moment where they're arguing whether the shit burns or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that again, whole kind thing was like, kind of awkward. But that, okay. Yeah, that felt a little more organic because in that moment, I feel like someone real would say that. I, I, I feel I, like someone, like if we were in that, we're like, is that going to burn? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe we should... You know, like there's a, there's another line. It's like, oh yeah, this doesn't burn either. I thought that was pretty funny. Like, yeah, yeah. After they've been arguing over whether one substance burns. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, but that doesn't burn either. It's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it was it was it was funny, but it sounded like people being nervous. Funny, like yeah. they were trying to like you know get Lighten through up it. The moment, yeah. yeah. So then they perform the ritual of Chud, which uh, they all hold hands and they repeat uh, they repeat some phrases, and some insane shit starts to happen above them. What did you guys think of this like visualization of like it looked like a mouth? I guess it was just like a giant yeah tunnel, yeah. but it was like it looked like the inside of like someone's mouth almost. And these lights come down, which I think are the dead lights, is what at least what they're referred to in the book. And the lights come down and are very. This is all very CGI intensive, and it comes down into the little. Uh, um, First Nations thing that they got going on there, and it gets sucked in, and they're all like, "Oh well, yeah, it's done." Not so, quite. And then the balloon starts popping out from there, and Pennywise shows up. So, what did you think of all of this? Like this ritual of Chud stuff, it being what Pennywise refers to as a gazebo, <laughs> but it's a placebo. placebo. Like what Mike didn't tell everybody was the what happened to the First Nations folks that performed this ritual so long ago. They were all killed. I didn't get this part. I didn't really understand what Mike was trying to do. Yeah. If he knew that they had all died and it didn't work, what was he trying to do? I guess what it felt like was that Mike knew that other people died trying, but that he felt maybe these guys would be successful. Okay. Um, but he failed to mention that the previous attempt with this method was unsuccessful. Right. Because they, they had carved... They had... It, it was a carving that he scratched out on yeah, that little that smoker that, thing. That they weren't successful. They, yeah, and and the placebo that he was trying to instill was, was that, that they, they can were, be successful. They can be yeah. successful. So like he thought with that additional motivation, they could that get they it. could get through it. I guess that's because then makes sense. like you know it or Pennywise I suppose confronts him and he's like no no I wasn't trying to deceive them. Yeah, I really felt yeah. like we could do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what did you think of uh, final boss Pennywise? Um, it was a little chaotic, the whole yeah. thing. But I think that was the best way they could show it. Like in the book, he takes the form of a of a giant spider, right? Um, which is supposed to be the antithesis of the turtle. Sure. Um, for whatever reason. Whatever. Yeah. And then they enter into a battle of wills and. You know, they're trying to take it out and somebody gets their arm ripped off. Um, Battle of Wills. It yeah. should have just been them all playing chess. <laughs> Much like Death from Bill and Ted. <laughs> Another three-hour movie. Right. Um, 
Is Bill and Ted a three-hour no, movie? No, no, no. I oh. mean, like, if they played chess, <laughs> well, it would have yeah. been another three-hour movie. No, they got the clocks there. <laughs> yeah. Speed chess. <clears throat> Um, um, but so they, I guess they did it a little bit differently. So in the book, you know, they, they go into this battle of wills and it's like the way you read it, it's like everything's kind of swirling around and they're trying to fight this thing with their mind and things like trying to get at them and, um, somebody makes a lethal blow, but it's, I think it's Eddie, um, but his arm gets ripped off Okay. and he bleeds to death. Okay. Um, in the movie, they did it's a little stabbed. differently yeah. where he just gets he pokes stabbed him right with through. a leg. Yeah. I liked, the, I, I thought, you know, again, same with his origin. I'm like, oh, that's getting a little hokey. How are they going to do this? I'm like, oh, I know that his final form's a spider. How are they going to do this? And what I liked about it, it looked pretty much, it's, it was kind of funny to see his head that big. Yeah. At first, I thought that was really kind of weird and funny. But if you see the rest of his body, it's actually made out of the clown costume. Yes. Which I thought was really cool. Like the thorax and like everything on the back, it's all got the ruffly sort of like uh, true, yeah. suit. And it's, it's a combination of the colors from his suit as well. So I thought that was great. And the animation is top notch. I'm like, this is what the Mummy Returns desperately wanted to be. <laughs> The Rock is looking at this and be like, well, what the hell? God, he, are you kidding? The Rock has not looked back at The Mummy Returns since. <laughs> he watched his scenes where he was live, and then after he was like, eh, I'm good. I actually watched The Mummy Returns again recently, just, recently? Too, just for kicks. Yeah. And, oh, it's disgusting. It's watching. awful. It's just like, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, did they think they could get away with that? <laughs> at the I watched, time, maybe. I watched two awful Mummy movies. I watched... Uh, the third Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I haven't Netflix. seen that movie. I refuse to it's watch it. It's not movie. good. And then I watched the Tom Cruise Mummy. I'm like, uh, I don't know why I decided to watch the, the, uh, the two worst mummy. The Tom Cruise Mummy is kind of just like sort of fun. Uh, uh, yes. And like, it, it, but at least it has like, promise. Yeah. And they're trying to set up this world. But it's world. bad, though. It it's is not, bad. It is not, bad. Yeah. I, I, I like the Mummy Returns. I like the first Mummy. I like the first Mummy. Yeah. And Mummy Returns is good, except for There's some bad CGI. But you know why they did that, right? Like, they couldn't get um, Dwayne Johnson for those last parts, or they had to, like, do a rush job. Something like that, yeah. yeah. it was like, they didn't no. actually do it and think, like, oh, yeah, this is a good product. Yeah, this is going to work out. out. People are going to like yeah. this. Oh, like, no, no, no. They, had, they were forced to do it. Um, Small, I think. yeah. But outside of that, like, it wasn't a bad movie. I agree. No, it was good. It was... Uh, it pretty cool story yeah. told in the well it told told well but just goofy, everything around fun, it was just kind of yeah it was adventure fun. movie small side small tangent when i saw that movie in the theater and that moment opens when the doors open and because like the uh imhotep and brendan fraser are fighting the doors open and i'm oh. like oh shit the rock is just gonna come out the way he looked yeah. at the beginning of the yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's gonna be a three-way like fight and i'm like that's gonna be really cool and then he shows up and he looks like a ken doll yeah and i'm like what, what the in the hell? actual fuck am i even looking a, at right even now as a kid when i saw that i'm like that i think well, i that think that was the intention good. was to just have him there come out and like, fight as, these and, guys. like have a real physical three-way yeah. fight that would and be not great. with like the freaking pincers and yeah whatnot. yeah <laughs> so this is fucking pennywise awful. on the other hand actually looks really great and some of his dialogue is really good the way he's talking to the kids and it all looks very believable right the lighting is great i think the effects are well integrated um it's better than what they did in the mini series where they actually had like some really garbagey looking spider 
like prosthetic. It's like, like giant it, animatronic. Yeah, it was giant it's, animatronic, basically like demony looking spider, which yeah. had zero relationship to the clown character. Yeah. Like it was like they're just like curry, fuck off. We're just gonna use the spider for the rest. Yeah. Whereas at least in this one, you get an association between this this demonic type of spider and the Pennywise clown. It, on, it, it was, it was great. Connection. It was really, really good. Yeah. I like what they did there. So then they have this crazy action sequence at the end. And I love how big this movie goes. Like the ending of this is a giant monster movie. Like it was just like Pacific Rim Godzilla level of like scope where he's just running around all over the ceiling and like on the sides. And they're, they're running through the tunnels and they're throwing rocks at it and stuff. Throwing spears at it and like whatever the the, the fireplace grate or whatever that she, she gave... Uh, uh, Eddie and uh, they have all of their own terror experiences. Yeah, um, one last um, fight your fears. Yeah, what? Yeah, so then Bill Hader has the one with the doors. I didn't like that too much because I thought it was too funny. Yeah. I did like the the Beverly in the the bathroom with the filling up with blood and, and the, Ben, uh, in, ben the, in the pit because yep. he's claustrophobic and that connection that was really well done. That was I pretty thought that cool. Was cool. Yep. That was really well done, solidifying that sort of that. And that romance. was when she realizes it was him all along. Yeah, wrote her that note. Right. Yeah. And Bill, Bills was the best. Bills that, that was, was best. so good because I didn't even see that coming. Like I, I, even though like in the back of my mind, the first movie, I thought, oh, maybe he's faking being sick because yeah. my brother's done that to me, right? Because <laughs> it also kind of like hits home because a lot of like older brothers have done that to their younger brothers. They're like, oh, this little snot wants to play and I just want to go to sleep or I want to do something else. I'll just fake being sick. Bunch but, of assholes. But, I never uh, do that to my brother. Mikey, I love you. <laughs> but uh, but it's such a great scene. You know, like the themes play really well because he is where Pennywise was in the first movie. In the first part, You notice yeah. that? Yes. Like, he's where Penny... So it's as if, like, he was the... He basically did it. Like, he committed yeah. the murder. Because he's seeing himself and... Uh, as himself. Yeah. The, the younger himself. Yes. Right. And, um... Georgie. Yeah. But he's watching it in a third-person way as... As like, Pennywise, essentially. Yeah. Like, and because... Because if he's... He's done it. He's committed it. And I love the scene where he essentially... He's killing the guilt. Yep. He's by like, this is Georgie. it. By killing, not Georgie, he's killing okay, himself. His younger killing self, the, sorry. His younger yeah. self, who's so guilt-ridden, telling him he, you know, you were fake being sick. If you were with me, this never would have happened. And that I think that really played really well. Agreed. Yeah. The, the, to me, I think of all the scenes in this movie, that was actually my favorite yeah. of everything by far. There's a good build-up and a good payoff. And I don't think that payoff would... I think that's why the Hall of Mirrors scene adds to that, I think. Adds to that guilt. They really want to pile that on because this scene needs to have that power, right? Because he keeps talking about Georgie and Georgie and Georgie. Georgie happened like four hours ago, right? Like, you know, you got to remind... It's almost like you had to remind the audience that there is still guilt there, right? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. No, that was great. Uh, Then... uh, So, now... Uh, Richie comes out and uh, uh, Eddie throws the spear at uh, at Pennywise and really manages to, to damage him. And then one of my the fa- my favorite moment in the entire movie happens. He throws he's like, oh yeah, he's a mo- he's like, it's a, it kills monsters, the spear because he kind of like falls over. Pennywise falls over and Bill Hader's like congratulating him. Yeah, yeah. And then the lights come on and immediately Bill Hader's head snaps this way and his pupils go white. Yeah. Immediately. That was yeah. scary. When that shit happened, I was, I really liked that scene. That was, that, that was like a good moment that I didn't see coming at it's all. It's a good surprise. Yeah. And he starts floating, gets caught in the deadlights. 
and um, and then uh, I, f- I forget how he he gets no, out the, of it. No, the sequence is like Richie like tries to like start yelling at the monster. He's like, "Oh, come here, you fucker, whatever," oh, yeah, just to yeah. distract him. And oh, the light sorry, comes on, yeah. and he just like oh, gets yeah, mesmerized. Yeah. Sorry. And yeah. that's when Eddie comes in and, and throws, throws it. Sorry. To um, get Richie to break, like get Richie out of that hole. That's right. Right. Yeah. right? That's so right. then they're like, "Oh yeah, great, we managed to do it." And then, yeah. and then he gets stabbed through the chest. Yeah. Uh, Eddie does, and then they sort of have this discovery where they're like, they have this conversation where they're like, "He's huge, but he can't fit through some of the." I thought this was a very practical discussion for a very was, impractical scenario. It is a weird one. Yeah, basically in that. Um, environment that they're in yeah. because they're in it's a big a cave, cavern cave he can system. be as big as he wants yeah. but they had to go through these little tunnels, nooks yeah. and right. tunnels and he has to make himself smaller yeah. to get through that so they decide to go back to where they entered yeah. have him chase them and when he makes himself smaller that's when they They'll think he'll attack. be vulnerable yeah. and they can kill him Yeah. Um, obviously that doesn't work because they never make it back to where they want to go but then they figure out a different way to kill him. Yeah, they essentially schoolyard bully him into. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Yeah. There's, there's your battle of wills. That's I mean, right. Well, that's essentially what that yeah. man, like that's supposed to be. If, if there's one takeaway from this film, is that bullying is okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I think that's what this after after bullying and seducing little children. After that's right, yeah, yeah. That's hours, all. That's all well and good. After five hours, way to of go, Stephen film, King. Bullying is good. Bullying is top Have a notch. Great night, gotta gotta bully people. What do they chant at the end? No, they're just they're all making fun of him. They're all like basically like belittling you're nothing, him. You're yeah. nothing. You're nothing. You're stupid yeah. clown, yeah. and all of that stuff. They're doing that, and he's getting smaller and smaller. And then, I mean, he, I basic, think he... he basically turns into Palpatine from Episode Three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just that's exactly yeah. what he looks yeah. like. He's just like yeah. I'm sorry, but he's immensely power. less powerful than. <laughs> Unlimited power. Unlimited. It was more of a question. It was. <laughs> like, yeah. It was very limited. Yeah, yes. Your power is very limited. Yeah, you got nothing. It's too bad there's no Samuel Jackson. Fucking clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then they reach into his heart, pull his heart out, and they all crush it together. It wasn't even they reached into it. They're just kind of like gingerly, like, like he had like, like one gross. tentacle. Yeah, he was trying to stab at it. And yeah, like, that wasn't a tentacle. Get away, whatever that was, a little. Oh, you walked right into that. Sadeep, come on. All right, all right, all right. Let's keep it clean. (laughs) Keep him up after his bedtime. (laughs) Justin gets cranky. I'm so tired. (laughs) So He's um, trying to get it up, you know. Uh, (laughs) So so yeah, the way the way he looks in this scene is like it's absolutely hilarious. He's just so pathetic and he's just kind of like Like Palpatine, Palpatine. yeah, Yeah, a lot like a childish, a more childish Palpatine. With Windu about to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then, the then Pennywise is destroyed. Obviously, the whole place collapses because that's what needs to happen at the end of every movie. And uh, they just leave Eddie there. Oh, you know what kind of sucks about this whole scene? I was hoping that when he reduces in size, that they would actually bring Eddie over because he was still alive. And bring him over to see, hey, we beat him. They all just forgot about him, like, lying back there, and they kill Pennywise. I get that, you know, there's a practicality. It's like, we need to kill this clown. But it, I thought it would have been nice to just get him over. And then the last thing he sees is Pennywise dying. And then they, you know. You don't lift your foot up when you're about to 
destroy this thing. Like, they can't think about, like, oh, hold on. Let's not kill him until... No, well, I mean, like, if he's, like, all like that, they know that he's been stabbed, and they know that he's probably not going to live, so they're going to... But they basically, he basically died alone. You know he died alone in the corner, right? <laughs> that yeah. was the kind of the part where I was like, hmm. They left him. He's like, oh, I'll be right back. And they go, and he, oh, he's dead. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> he got to see his friends take on Pennywise. I don't think he saw shit. <laughs> I don't think he saw shit. He was li- he was looking this way. He wasn't he wasn't looking he over there. Have... And then they were in that explodey center of the asteroid thing, so he couldn't see. You can't have proper closure for every character. Yeah, Somebody well... has to be sacrificed. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, Eddie. But uh... Bullying is okay and fuck Eddie. That's fuck basically Eddie. what we're saying. Yeah. If your name's Eddie, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Um I'm so sorry, then, Eddie. then they escape uh and they leave they leave his body down there as the place implodes, and then they have kind of a kind of an epilogue at the end where you get to see do you get to see everyone? I don't think you get to see everyone. I, I think the most important uh, takeaway you do, from, you do. Yeah. Yeah. You get to kind of see where everybody's at. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the most important part of that epilogue was the Stan. How do you feel part. about this? I loved it. Really? I loved okay. it. Because the thing that annoyed me about the miniseries was that like He's just done away with, and that's kind of it. Like, yeah. there's no, that's it. He's just there, and he's gone, and it's mm-hmm. like, whatever. You know, I don't really care. But you get that, you know, minute or two of explanation in the film, and it really, all of a sudden, fills out that character. All of a sudden, he's like um, somebody that you can sympathize with, or empathize with, I guess, um, and really understand why he did what he did. He's no longer just a weak character. I mean, he's kind of weak, and he knows his his fallibility. Yeah. So because of that, he decides to take himself, like he said, yeah, off think, of the board. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's great. I really, really liked what they did there. Because otherwise, he was just some little bitch character that just kind of was in the background. I have mixed feelings about this scene. I thought that the terror of Pennywise still, it needs to... You, that was an example of how scary this yeah. whole thing was supposed to be. And to be so calculating about it means that kind of means to me, at least, that he wasn't scared. He's like, how do we win? And if he was thinking, how do we win and was brave enough to kill himself, then he was brave enough to join his friends. Nah, but but the thing is, is he knows he's brave enough to kill himself, but he also knows that he's weak enough that he wouldn't be able to stand by his friends when he doesn't have that amount of time to calculate that all, right? Yeah, That's I don't my, know. My read take? on it. So. Yeah, I have mixed feelings too, because it's like you said. I think it was um, initially a good example of how terrifying the prospect of facing yeah. Pennywise is that this guy decides to just take his own life. Right. Um, but then, if anything, the, the whole letter taking myself off the board—it's like. Yeah, sorry guys, I'm a coward and I couldn't have faced him, so it's just better I'm not there. Yeah, I I don't know. I yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm mixed about it. I like what they were trying to do, but I think it I think it took away from some of the gravity of the whole situation, I think. Yeah, I mean at the end they just want to feel good story about every you character wanted a little, right? like, i think yeah. that's what that was yeah except for eddie who just died alone Fuck there's that guy. a feel good about him too he sacrificed himself yeah, you know man. he helped he his just friend died in the he corner by himself up at the end and yeah and, and he threw that together monster killing spear yeah. while his friend was catatonic yeah. uh, floating in space he was he was like the the rally cry for the group but but the thing is like saying that this cheapened things 
is easy to say in hindsight when you're analyzing the whole movie and being like, yeah, I guess that kind of did cheapen it. That's but, not what I sound like. Well, might as well. But the, the it didn't cheapen it at all because you don't get that until the last two or three minutes of the movie. And then at that point, it just fills out the character. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I didn't feel like, like the whole time I was just like, Stan's a bitch. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> at the end, it's like, oh shit, he's actually pretty cool. He knew he knew his weaknesses and was able to mitigate them before they affected anybody else. He knew he was brave enough to be able to look at it and be like, you know what? I don't want to be a problem. And I love my friends. So I'm going to just not get involved. I like that. I thought that was a, a I don't know. I thought it was bold. It, it, it gave an element of likability to the only character of the group who I thought was completely unlikable. And then all of a sudden he was now likable. All right. Well, I think we can agree to disagree on that one. I was just going to drop my mic. Um, one last thing I wanted to mention about this. Andy Muschietti, the director, has talked about delivering a director's cut. Not of this film, but a, but a, a monster cut of both films together cut as one movie. Please don't Good do Lord. that. Oh, man. And I would 100% want that. I have held off buying the 4K disc for the first movie. Because they've been talking about a director's cut of the first movie for so long. And I thought, okay, It Chapter 2 is coming out this year. They're going to release that director's cut before the movie, as they typically do to promote. You know, do they get that cross-promotion? Uh, I was about to say cross-promogenation. Procrastination. <laughs> yeah. Just adding um, syllables. Yeah, just, yeah. And, just um, letters, really. <laughs> and, uh, and they didn't do it, but now Muschietti's talking about like his the Muschietti cut. Of like the films, which is which is a, basically a release of all of the uh, shot material. Sounds like a Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> Muschete. Muschete. Um is a monster cut of the films, uh, to both films together, including deleted material. So I think that's going to be Ooh, amazing. deleted material. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more of the water. That's head. all we fucking more, need. Yeah, if we're lucky. More water. That's what we need. We need more Jesus water. Heck. Um, we didn't really touch on the whole de aging of the kids. I didn't like it. I heard their voices turned up an, oct- an octave. I noticed. See, I honestly didn't notice. Really? I had no idea. Okay, so it's probably like pretty check, good. Check I, out episode 48 if you want to hear more about your comments. Because you mentioned it. Uh, oh, I did. Yeah, yeah I did, at, I did. At, yeah. at length in forty-eight. Yeah. So that's um, that's where you can listen to it. But Just came uh, out two days ago. But yeah, so that's the end of the movie. I can't wait for that the Muschietti cut. I don't know. Think I'm pronou- I don't think I'm pronouncing his name I, right. I Muschietti. Like Muschietti. That's my Machete. That was a. What was that a dead, broken lizard or whatever? Yeah, no, dead, uh, dead Highland. No, no. Uh, the, the company the is mo- Broken No, Broken Lizard. Lizard, but what's the movie called? Dread. Dr- um, Club Dread? Club no. Dread. Yeah. It's Club like, Dread. That has shitty... That was really shitty. I gotta watch that movie, movie again. I'm gonna watch it again. Uh, no. Either Muschietti or Muschietti. I think it's Muschietti. The Muschietti cut. Is, um, it's, it's Italian, so usually you say C-H as the C. Oh, okay. Okay. I can probably tell you. Like bruschetta. Um, like bruschetta. Yeah, this would be Muschietti. Muschietti. And I, I I also apologize. I've, I've not been saying David, right? Muschietti. No, you've been saying Andy. Andy. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but you've been saying like Andy Machete. <laughs> Andy Machete. Yeah. 
Andy Machete. <laughs> Machete. Well, I mean, it's about in line with how people pronounce like bruschetta. Bruschetta. Oh, okay. What's right. bruschetta? Huh? Can I have little, some bruschetta little, little with little my garlic bread? Go fuck yourself. With my minstrone soup. Minstrone. <laughs> I thought you said menstrual. <laughs> Minstrel. <laughs> Do you say minstrel or menstrual? Disgusting. Menstrual soup. You guys are the worst. Okay. Um, the worst. This has been a like a review that's as long as this really long movie. Um, it it but, looks longer than it is. But. Uh, Maybe. I had a lot of fun. Fuck, I, I think know. this. I think this was fun to do. I think these King movies. We have a lot to say because we like that. We like. We like King, man. I think King is consistently think, yeah. entertaining, and has. And if as long as the, the his adaptations are as interesting as this one, I'm. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there for that, man. Hoy up! Hoy up! Hoy up! <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Any final from Maine. Yeah. Any final comments there, Sadiq? Anything you wanted to say? Um. No, I think we we covered it pretty well. This is a an, an entertaining um, discussion with a lot of tangents. Yeah, what is the I best tangents? Yeah. Those are my favorite. Tangents, tangents are, are the yeah. are the funnest part. Um, but uh, yeah, I think thanks for having me. No problem, always, man. Always, always. always. I mean, we'll have you even maybe, when you won't have us. Maybe you'll have so you your schedule is fucked. Non Stephen King uh, podcast. I'll is know. that what is that what this is? Is it, were you on strike that day? You're like, you know what? These assholes only invite me for Stephen King stuff. I'm not coming for Pet Cemetery. I have other expertise to offer you. Yeah, yeah. None that we know. Uh, you could just send me your resume, and we'll see what else is in there. Yeah. Pick a topic. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> you didn't know about that shit. You didn't no, know no, this I've... whole thing was an interview for other types of podcasts that you can join. You failed the Sea Hag Witcher test. The Sea Hag. So. I'd like hey, to report that 857 backers are now needed for Unicron. Wow. What is it before <laughs> Three hours. Yeah. Three days, one hour, and 25 like, minutes. Justin's bought four more. 36. <laughs> 36. <laughs> no, no, three more. He needs one for each yeah, post. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You should anyway. put one outside standing sentry. Ladies, yeah. this thing is supposed to ship sometime in did 2020. Say, I, I pretty did you sh- say ladies? Yes. And, okay. and I thought you were going to say this thing is supposed to shit. No, no, no. <laughs> well, ladies, this is supposed to ship sometime in 2021. So by then I'll be single. Um, <laughs> just hit me up. Oh, my God. First hit of all, up. there's... There's just so much fallacy in everything oh you're saying there. Ladies, ladies. You'd be lucky if there's a single lady. <laughs> listening to this? Oh, my God. It's probably okay. going to be another, like uh, after I make her listen to it. Yeah. Um, she's are, probably going to be like, this is boring. Yeah. She's going to be like, what the fuck did I get myself yeah, into? <laughs> yeah. I may be single after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he just promote bullying? <laughs> Bill Cosby and Michael Jackson jokes. Oh my god! I mean, the worst thing would be if she really likes Joe. Want to see my (laughs) (laughs) guys? All right, we're burying ourselves. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's call it. Uh, Yeah, everyone, have a good Um, have a good night. I will will read the stand, but more importantly, uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, let's uh, let's get on the Doctor Sleep review. I'm down. If you if you haven't read it yet, read and actually, it. I, I want to uh, rewatch The Shining anyway. The Shinnin. The yeah. Shinnin. Yeah. Oh, let's oh, try do and do you the want to get sued, lad? <laughs> I want to do the miniseries. I think the miniseries because none, none of us have seen it. Double feature. Yeah. I haven't seen the. I didn't even know there was a miniseries. Yeah, yeah. Um, is this fairly recent? 
uh, late, mid-90s? Yeah. Mid-90s. Mid oh, to early. Yeah. So not that so, recent, that. Yeah. but okay. It looks dated, but yeah. it's another... But you think it's a better adaptation than no, the Stanley I don't. Kubrick? I don't, think, I don't think it's widely regarded as that, but I think it's worth checking out because it's, it's another, closer it's to the different, novel. It's a different adaptation. Yeah. So you said you haven't seen the new uh, Pet Cemetery, right? No, I haven't. So that is also like... It's like it in that it's different enough from the original that you'll be like, huh. But I haven't seen the original it. either. I've only read the book. The book and the the original are very much in line. I so see. just like a verbatim kind of mm, yeah, word for word. More or less, more or less. The new one's different. I wish they would make a movie on, or have they on um, Salem's Lot? Have yes, there's there yeah. a, I think there's a movie. About a remake. There's a movie directed by Toby Hooper, I think, and the guy who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and there's a mini series. Uh, that was in the late 90s uh, that was on television. I remember renting it from Blockbuster and watching it. Um, that's that's so. one of my favorite Stephen King books, actually. Yeah. That so, yeah. The, I mean, I thought the miniseries was pretty good. I've never read uh, Salem's Lot. The original movie uh, is not bad either, but it is definitely like an abridged version because it's, it's pretty short. So... All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up. This has been Atul. Justin. Well, thanks for having me again. This is Sadiq. Hell yeah. Hell next yeah. time, we'll have you back. See you I guys. don't know what that next time is, <laughs> but whenever it is, we'll have you back. <laughs> let's just, let's end this. Like, really? Oh, man, I'm having please. so much fun. End it. I'm just going to go to sleep. Oh, you guys God. can let yourselves out. You're just yeah. going to sit here talking on the phone. Get out of here. On the phone? I got on the my, phone. Whatever. Phone? I'm tired. Now. I got my year in review I with my tired. boss tomorrow. All right. Know. Seriously, we're leaving. Right, bye, Take bye, care. Bye, 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 bye. It was <laughs>